Do you have any test operations restricted? Area 2508. Area 31, Roger. The traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion. Over. Roger, Area 31. Continue to send at your discretion. Over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra right, and really moving. Right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. Ninety percent of these sightings can be explained, but ten percent cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac, Wanwan, and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Military our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. But first, let me introduce the members of the posse, or the poussé, as the kids say, on the streets of Paris. Girls, get ready. He's here. Get your mister. Get your fan. Sit yourself down. Get your big box of Kleenex, your big box of wipes. You squeegee in your lube. Because very famous one-one. Here in the, the extra loop tonight, there's going to be extra one one tonight. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Matt. Good to see you. Oh, I didn't hear in those words. Your cards and letters. Uh, I think uh, club is uh, um, immersing them, rating the max, but you know, I'll get them eventually, right? Club cards and letters, cards and letters. Yes, oh, were you sick? And, bo- <laughs> <laughs> and boxes, thanks, buddy. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry, mill skills and Gigi gills. No Cobra tonight. He's out saving the United States, and it turns out the state he's saving is Hawaii, as he let us know yeah. today. He's in Hawaii. Well, I, I did chat with him just uh, shortly. Yes. You know, and he told me to say hello to everybody. And Aloha. He said, that, uh, he said um, couldn't tell me where he was going. I knew where he was at. Heard airplanes. That's all I know. Yes. He's in Hawaii is what he told us. Mm-hmm. He's going somewhere, though. Which always reminds me of why Vincent Price got thrown off the Hollywood squares. Ever hear that story? Mm-hmm. The question was... How do you say I love you in Hawaiian? And he answered, 20 bucks and a pineapple. <laughs> 20 bucks and a pineapple. Yeah. That was it. They threw him off. You can see it on TV. It's funny. Of course, it's not true. I've been there a few times. They threw him off. The next thing you know, he was 40 on the bucks and two pineapples. 40 bucks and two. See, it's inflation. Okay. Wow. Did we start? Okay. I always wanted to work for Dole. You know, that was. Yeah. With the machetes. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, dream big there, my friend. Anyway, so no cocoa. But our national correspondent, Switchblade, Steve Ward, is with us down there in How Do You Do, West Virginia. Switchy. I'm doing great down here in mm-hmm. How Do You Do, West Virginia. What's it on? We, we, we talked about this last week. What's on the uh, license plate? Go home. I think it's uh, something like uh, Wild and Wonderful. Wild Why and Wonderful. I think, you don't I think you've got to be careful if you're down here and you claim it's uh, How Do You Do, West Virginia. Uh-huh. You might uh, you know need to uh, run. Uh, uh, Find a dark alley to hide inside. <laughs> I just head north, right? Head Not north a lot of north. alleys down here that I've noticed so far. Interesting. All right, Switchy, uh, we'll be come back to you in a second, but moving on. Also with us is the uh, head of our security, hopefully keeping us in line tonight, Willie Club, WC. Hi, Mac. Hi, folks. Sounds like everybody's wound up tonight. Wound up is oh, the yeah. word. You're right. I can feel it's sort of an electricity or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can feel something, too. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, also... <laughs> Our uh, favorite good witch up there in Sideways in the Eye. Raven is with us. Raven. Hi, my friends. Thanks for having me. You have your hat on, and but you don't know what the hat, what the symbol on the hat is. Is what, that what I heard off there? 
I just don't remember what it says because mm-hmm. it's there's like little font all the way around. All right. Like a little it looks like a bad. I have a badge here that says I'm a sheriff. No, <laughs> she's a sheriff of Satan. Is Definitely it? not. <laughs> wow. I did just look up the slogan for West Virginia, and it is "Wild, comma wonderful." <laughs> really? Okay. There, wow. It's what? Yeah, they they what started that ever since I moved here. Huh. <laughs> Okay. I'm sure. Switchy. Wild and wonderful. Wild, comma, wonderful. Mm. Oh, really? That's there. Yeah. Like almost heaven. Can they spend more than ten seconds on thinking that one? Should out? be almost yeah. heaven. But Before yeah. I came here, that the slogan was the mundane state. <laughs> really? Well, they had they were closer. Um, anyway, also joining us is our good friend Jocko Johnson down there in way down south. Jocko, how you doing? Great. Glad to be here. Happy to see everybody. You know, I, I was a sheriff in about 12 years. I yes, think. yes. Where are you? Three different counties in the special task force. Down, uh, up up here or down there? I got badges. How many do you want? I got one of each. <laughs> how many, badges, how many you want? Badges. They, were, uh, they were fantastic and good guys, right? Very police officers. Down there? I, were you down there where you are now or up here where no, we're down, well, well, I was in New York Yes. You know, before that. And yep. then I came down here. Right? And you became a sheriff? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And, uh, I could have been like number three or two in the, in one department if this guy had won an election. Oh, really? Yeah. Why didn't you go fix it for him or something? No? I, no, I stay away from that <laughs> stuff. Okay. All yeah, right, we Jeff. always thought that the guys up here were like, you know, in New York, like they, they always thought that we were the people working people over and dumping them in the side of the street. Yes. I've come down here. I find out it was the other way around. Uh, really? Yeah, huh? Mm. Although they call you sir before they, you know. Wow. So listen, speaking of food and down south, we have to go back to Switchy because this is the skew of the show. Everyone wants to know, Switch, what did you have for breakfast? And I got to tell you something. You might not top last week's because last week's was the astronaut's breakfast. Steak, eggs, hash browns, oatmeal. No, no oatmeal. Oh, no, I'm no, too healthy. Switch. Sorry. You can have, have the oatmeal and nothing else. Be careful. Mm-hmm. So, Switch, what did you have today? Please tell us. I had two chocolate M&M's donuts. No. M&M's donuts. Ooh, oh with a yellow cake inside yes. and a chocolate frosting on the outside. Yeah, oh yeah, I'll yeah. I'll tell you, wow. Dr. Dennis. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I have a box full of them left. So, throughout this week, it's going to be the same breakfast. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, did you just walk into a store and buy this box yourself? Or did well, you have I, to I live went it? to pick up some uh, stuff. You know, you know how you, you go grocery shopping and you always forget something? Sure. Even if you make a list? Okay. Yes. Well, I forgot some stuff. So, I went back and I happened to walk by this uh, display with uh, Entenmann's uh, Donuts. Yes. Mm. So, I thought, what the hell? What's the last time that I had one of these? So, you know. <laughs> now you know. And I only have two a day. I mean, I don't overdo it. That's okay. You could have them at, for dessert after every meal. That's healthy. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. You uh, know, you got to try those Entenmann's. They call them softies. Oops. Yep. Hmm? Oh, boy. Hmm. They're, they're uh, really softy. What are they? They last like six months. Cupcakes? But, boy, they're good and soft. you got to try them then. Are, are they, they, are they cupcakes? Cupcakes? They're, they're round donuts. Oh, wow. Oh, wow huh? They're very, very soft. Yes. Hmm. I love and, that. Uh, then they have regular donuts too, called softies, but the round ones. <laughs> I think they call them poppets. <laughs> I could do a report on French. That. Yeah, I'll tell you. Oh, they're they're wonderful. I used oh. to be an Entenmann's eclair guy. Yeah, oh, they're great. Yeah, Entenmann's double, makes a lot of uh, double double crumb cake was the best. Really, yeah, the crumb cake is excellent. Oh, that's good. Um, and the uh, Danish weren't too shabby either. Telling tales out of school, Lois's uncle used to run the trucking for Entenmann's. Okay, oh, he was in charge mm. of the trucking. Okay, calm down, Jocko. Wow. <laughs> so they I did live in Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
Okay, Switchy, that sounds good. What you have for lunch? Another two donuts? <laughs> I had uh, a, a sort of a salad. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. Right. Yeah, I, I want you to, you know, you get those 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 uh, bags of uh, like lettuce and stuff. Go ahead. Yeah, so put mixed, a bunch of that in the plate. Veggies. Now, this won't be the most healthy salad you've ever heard of. Go ahead. So you, you do that, and then you put on some uh, shredded cheese. Yes. And then then you take you take uh, oh, oh you, you have the Thousand Island dressing. You put it on there. It's very good. But then you also take a few strips of that thin microwave bacon, put it in about 30 seconds, sure. crumple it up in a in a paper towel, and then you can shake the little bits on top of your salad. Right. So yes. it actually makes it taste good. Yes. Whether it's healthy or not, doesn't matter. It tastes good. You are talking to the inventor of the bologna salad here, my friend. Okay. Lois <laughs> 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 yeah. went away for a week, and she left me this enormous bowl of salad, right? And so the first two days, I mean, it's, uh, you know, a thousand island dressing, made my own, Mayonnaise, relish, ketchup, that's the secret. And then about, you know, three or four days into this, I'm going, I got to spice this up. So I went and I got a, like a half a pound of bologna and just cut it into strips. Why not, right? It's like eating a bologna sandwich without the bread. Now, she, was, uh, she wasn't impressed, let's say. She's, you could have got a can of tuna well, fish and dumped it in it. Dumped, you know, yeah, some ham, fine. maybe a little ham. Yeah. You, you, know, but you know, Mac, when I was in the Navy on a submarine, when, when you start out, you, you have uh, something like 90 days of mess cooking. That's like KP. Yes. And so we would make salads, man. We would make some macho salads. Mm. I mean, it would have the lettuce, it would have the cucumbers and all that stuff. But man, you'd have ham on it and cheese yes. and all. Yeah, kinds like of a cop salad, is, you know. But for some reason, putting oh, bologna on good. it, you know, offended the pope or something. So <laughs> it, it tasted good though. You know, it is really good too. Fried bologna. I've never fried bologna sandwich. I love it. Oh, it is good. Oh, no. Have it on uh, like grilled cheese. Or yeah, something. really good. Really right. good. Raven. Raven, Raven is vomiting. It's true. It's really good. Outstanding. Even fried spam is good. Nope. Oh, yeah. I do not. No. It's just pork chop. Pass on that. Well, yeah. fried spam, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've had. Doctor we, it up a little bit. I had one whole summer where we ate a lot of spam as they took it. It's government issued spam. But it's good. You know, you cook it up. It's like anything else, you know. You cook it enough, it won't be. an army, baby. Anyway, wow. So tonight, what a show we have for you tonight. We have a number hey, of things Mac? going on. Yes, club. Please. I didn't hear you introduce that guy sitting next to Oh, me. I'm sorry. Well, he's here. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was I thought I, you know, I thought I got by with, you Is know, someone here? Under the table. I thought, I thought I'm here by myself. I, I, anyway. I thought maybe the UFO mechanic was on sabbatical. Or okay. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, sitting in the studio with us today. He would have reminded me eventually. <laughs> Believe me. Oh, I wouldn't have. <laughs> is uh, special guest tonight is uh, Uncle Al, the kitty's pal. <laughs> Hello, oh, Mac. Hello, Hello, folks. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, guys, I almost got off. We're so I almost, sorry. I, <laughs> I almost got under the table and out of here. But there you go. We caught him. Oh, time. Mac, before um, you surprised, we had uh, someone. Pete, Pete came in. Oh, okay. All right. Pistol Pete is here, as it turns out. Yes. I, I could feel the glow in the building. Well, he you just know? went by the door a minute ago. Was there a trail of money behind <laughs> him just kind of falling out no, of his pocket? No, I was kind of shocked to see. I was expecting the uh, maintenance guy, you know, the ghost yeah. of Bob. There. Yeah. Well, it's still early. You never know. So anyway, so uh, tonight we're going to be talking about, first I know why, no uh, apparent order. Club's going to be telling us about uh, new findings that NASA has into looking into UFOs. And then uh, Switch is also going to tell us a story about uh, a Bigfoot story that turns into something that involves UFOs and aliens with pink eyes. Hope they don't have pink eye. Um, Raven is going to uh, talk to us about, well, you have to talk about NOPE tonight, Raven. Okay? Yes. We have to talk about NOPE. That NOPE is a... Uh, uh, UFO film that came out about two months ago, gotten a lot of press. Uh, we saw it. Anyone else here see it? No, I haven't seen it yet. 
Yeah, what, I'd uh, say I, it's worth seeing, but you know, we have to discuss it too. Is it Prime? Amazon Prime? I think you can buy it you on buy Prime. It, I'm pretty rent, sure oh, buy I watched it. Yeah. yeah, it's on a lot of the stations you can buy it, but to me, I'm not going to spend 20 bucks. Yeah, to buy yeah. Some it's a worth it. Movie. I don't I don't buy worth any it. Movie. Rent it. Yeah. For one show or a series. Yeah. No, no, it's yeah, just it's a 2-hour movie. movie, right? Yeah. It'll be on free in a month. Yeah, right. Nope. 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 Yeah. Correct. Very interesting. By Jordan and Juan uh, Juan's going to talk to us, tell us tonight about the 10 most haunted inns and hotels in the UK. I'm figuring there's only about 10 over there anyway, so they're all haunted. Is that it, JJ? Amazing. Okay. It's so, amazing what's haunted over here, because as you know, UK goes back to yes. medieval times before that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's old over there. That's, I mean, that's yeah, what it is. It's old. So listen, why don't we take a very quick break now and regroup early. And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Miltrack Central here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Imagine if there was a super secret satellite in outer space that could read your thoughts and alter your reality. Imagine if the U.S. government had no knowledge that this satellite even existed. Now imagine if such a powerful weapon fell into the wrong hands. In the latest adventure of Mac Maloney's best-selling detective series, codenamed Starman, Lieutenant Chris Starr of the Navy's X-Files team is given his strangest case yet, track down the ghost of a rogue Navy SEAL who holds the secret to the God Satellite. Once again, teamed with beautiful Irish detective Maura McCann, Starr finds himself looking for clues from the streets of Rome to a mysterious snow-covered mountain in Arizona to Africa's forbidding skeleton coast, and finally, in outer space itself. But it's only when he realizes a secret vision in the desert points right back to where the case started does Star finally learn what the God Satellite is really about. That's the God Satellite, codenamed Starman, book number three by Mac Maloney, on sale on Amazon and in bookstores everywhere. And listen to Mac's show to learn how you can win a free copy. The tooth. You want the tooth? You can't handle the tooth. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Militrax, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight because we have quite a gang. I'll tell you, off-air is almost as funny as on-air. Would you say there, Uncle Al? Uh, indubitably. There we go. Okay. We'll look that <laughs> word up later. Uh, also, very quickly, the Plassey, Juan Juan is here. Yes, you. Yes, sir. Also, Switchy is here. Switchblade. Steve was. And I'm glad to be here. Uh, two donuts into the day. Two donuts, chocolate-covered donuts you had for breakfast, folks. Also, our security chief, Willie Club, is here. Yeah, hi, Mac. Hi, folks. Great to be here tonight. Well, what do you have for breakfast? I, a Frosted Flakes or something? Probably. No, you know what I bought? I hadn't had them for a long, long time was Corn Pops. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. You mean yeah, like yeah. sugar pops? Wow. Sugar yeah, pops? I yeah. I, sugar. They used to be called sugar pops. Sugar pops. Yeah, sugar they call them corn pops. Oh, yeah. man. We used to talk about eating them out of the box. Same as when I was oh, a yeah. kid. I, yeah. I, I got to try them. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I, I, I got a high over it because, of course, Ooh. they're all sugar. Yeah, it was yes. nice. I was bouncing off the wall. Yeah, cool. Man. But, wow, I just I wanted to get away from Cheerios. Yes. And, you know, Cheerios. Kellogg's Corn Flakes. Yes. So it was yeah, either all that, that or stuff with the heart logo on. Yeah, all, all the healthy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. Oh, but they, so, they, I so highly they, recommend them if you're. Boy, so I haven't had the ones that uh, Sugar, sugar Bear used years. to promote. Uh, sugar no, that's Bear Sugar Crisp. Yeah. Sugar no, Crisp. That was something else. Sugar Crisp. Well, that was oh. the uh, Sugar Crisp. Right, right. Some guy uh, uh, with a with a like a puffed yeah. puff thing with uh, sugar on it. Some guy with a uh, six gun, a Western character, I think, was the guy. Yeah, who was yeah, the, uh, yeah. With sugar pops. Anyway, wow. Okay, club. Yeah, they're the horn too. now. What everybody else? Sugar pops. 
for breakfast. Anyway, so uh, also with us is uh, Raven is with us. Raven, how are you today? Hi, my friends. I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, you can Excellent, tell. Raven. What's so your listen. Breakfast no, I'm going to tell you what she. I know what she had for breakfast at least a few weeks ago, because oh, a few well, a month ago, or so because someone sent me a picture of you eating <laughs> was a, a bagel breakfast. with peanut butter and was bananas it on. Or something? No, even better. A bagel with peanut butter and about three bananas on it. Right? Am I right? And honey. And oh, honey. Sweet. Yes. Yeah. It was so good. That's a fantastic really? combination. Yeah. I don't know. Cream cheese and lock. I'm not a big the banana fan. Peanut butter fan. and the honey. I haven't had it with the bananas on it, but that sounds fabulous. Oh, so good. Bananas on it. We release Frankenberry this time of year. <laughs> yeah. So, funny story about the Halloween candy. Go um, ahead. Mr. Raven, who is physically a 41 year old man, but mentally a six year old. Interesting. Um, every time we go to the grocery store, has to get. Booberry, Frankenberry, really, and I can't yeah. remember the other two. Count Chocula, and then there's one other one. There's four of them. So the entire month from whenever they released this, we have spent so much money on these stupid Halloween cereals. Which wow. I, I love Halloween. I, okay. I just think the cereal is gross. I'm a fruity pebble girl. <laughs> remember them? They still yeah. around? Okay. So so and and does he eat them out of the box? Does he put milk on them? Does he add sugar to them? No, we don't add sugar to okay, it, but uh, yeah, he eats it. Uh, ah, yeah. And we use we use almond milk because we're almond. Oh wait, hold. <laughs> so almond milk on oh. blueberry. Oh, ooh. I can't it's do so almond good. milk. It'd be great. Or oat milk. Oh, no, I can't eat that. I need a. You know, here's my thing about milk. That's right? come from another. You shouldn't call it milk. Why? Because it comes out. Oh, another. Those uh, orifices. Okay. Wow. Well, it's designed. I, I, I was trying to be nice. But, okay. Yep. You know what I mean? All right. If it comes from a Right, a bean or a but you know it's a nut. Well, Mac, I'm on. sorry. Okay, it's wow. all right. It's all right. Milk. It's fine. You've been overseas too long. Yes. <laughs> no, I, no, I, no. I, 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 I understand it, even back in the United States. Let me uh, move on. Almond milk. Come on. Also, uh, <laughs> joining us tonight, special guest is Uncle Al, <laughs> UFO mechanic Al Renato. Al. Hi, uh, hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Hey, guys. Also with us is uh, down there, way down south, is Jocko Johnson. Jocko, JJ, oh. the other JJ. Jocko. Jojo. Oh, hey, Mac, I meant to ask you, I sent you a recipe about uh, these Italian zucchini flowers. Did you get that? <sighs> I think I was kidding. No, 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 no. Did not get it. I don't get half my emails, it turns out, by the way. <laughs> What's oh, the story? Did, did you, because of that fried, stupid, because of... You can eat fried zucchini flowers. I love fried zucchini. Man, I'll eat fried oh. zucchini all day oh, 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 wow. What's the matter? Oh, no. Squash and zucchinis. Oh, oh, I love that stuff. Oh, no. It's the bloom. You cut the flower, the stalk, and the you know the bloom before it opens. Yeah, right. You really sacrifice a new zucchini, but I mean, you have to grow them yourself, man. You can't really buy them. Wow. And then you deep fry them in a batter. I'll resend it to you. Deep fry them. I oh, love yeah. that. With yeah, yeah. Beer in the batter. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Lois you know, has. It's uh, one thing that you can, it tastes like nothing else. Yeah. Lo Lois is able to do, she fries zucchini in a way that, you know, you, I'm not going to say it tastes like a steak, but it's it tastes like, you know, a slab of meat, mm -hmm. to tell you the truth. And cauliflower, too. If you cook cauliflower oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it. you're having some kind of meat. It really is. Never you can tried, never yep. tried it. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So anyway, um, so uh, now I'm hungry. I just want to go to McDonald's and eat something. <laughs> so I've introduced everybody. Hey, McDonald's is big around here in the UK. Yes. Is, is it the same? McDonald's is big. The menu the same? Same old crap. Uh, yeah, but it, it's kind of prepared a little bit differently. Uh huh. With care and cleanliness. But I have not had a Big Mac over here yet. Man. 
I haven't had a Big Mac, I'm going to say, in easily 10 years. Easily, wow. yeah. It's got to wow. be. Hey, hey, JJ, is Wimpy still there? I have not seen Wimpy's, Wimpy's. no. Okay. I used to eat Burger King. All the time when I was uh, there. In, in another lifetime. Right. We can I move. went to Southampton in, and, and also in London, too. They, right in a row, they'll have a McDonald's, a Burger King, a Taco Bell, and a KFC. Wow, huh? Back to back to back. That's what happens when you lose so, the war. So, look. So on one side of the street, you do a pub run. The other side of the street, you do a fast food run. Uh, KFC is yeah. big there. Do they make it the same as here? Yeah. It's, yeah. Chicken. It's big. Chicken hey, one, have you ever had, have you had the spotted dick yet? Wait, hey. Oh, 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 no, I, I haven't. Uh -huh. oh, that's a real thing. That's, that's on the menu. Uh, <laughs> wow. Is that an element or a dish? You want to know? A, it's a kind of a specialty that the, the British like, you know. <laughs> well, big surprise. Anyway. Yeah. I, think, I think I saw one in the hospital. Let's move on. Then. Let's, <laughs> please, let's move on. For Raven's sake, let's move on. That, that's another violation of the penal code. There you go. That's <laughs> <laughs> what she's had that loaded up for about eight weeks. A lot about the British. Okay. Anyway, we have a lot of listeners in England. No, no, we did. In some cases, they're too bloody polite. In other cases, they're like up there. Huh. Okay. You know what? You know what I've noticed here, though? The dress code for women yes. is the less clothes, the better, even in October. England? Yeah. The less Wow. I'm talking about younger women. It's like insane. Okay. All right. And my, my wife goes, why do you keep looking? I said, it's like... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> really? It's crazy. One one. Because I'm one one. Pantomiming a camera. Yeah, okay. We don't know what you're talking about. The rest of us. Uh, anyway, okay. can we move on? All right. I'll s it's kind of awkward sending pictures. <laughs> can you be more specific? <laughs> now, listen. We have to move <laughs> on because we have a top 10. Top 10 list tonight, right? Please save us. We have a top 10 tonight, and I believe it is. Top 10 presents one one plans to give Lily James for Christmas. How's that? Okay. Is that a top 10 presents? One oh, one plans to give to Lily James for Christmas. As you know, regular listeners know that one uh, one has a thing, as the kids say, for the British actress Lily James. So, without further ado, yes, please, uh, he pleads guilty tonight. That. Yeah, there he goes. Uh, so, Raven, please, uh, we'll start the music. Okay, number 10. All of him. <laughs> <laughs> Heart, body, soul, and body hair. <laughs> Big four. Okay, all right. Uh, number nine, a tin likeness of himself because tin is what you get for your 10th anniversary, and he's been stalking Lily for 10 years. All right? <laughs> Very appropriate. Wow, she was only, what, 13? Well, hey, well, that's another show. Oh, my goodness. Uh, please. Right. Uh, number eight, uh, 10 years of toenail clippings. Gross. Uh, for the same reason. <laughs> ten years. It's a ten-year anniversary. Okay, wow. This is top ten gifts. Juan Juan plans to give to Lily James for Christmas. Please, right. Number seven. His unwashed Rolling Stone tongue logo beach oh. towel so she can always be close to his quote-unquote essence. Okay. Yes. <laughs> they wrap around but me Dr. after a shower. Dr. Strangelove fans, you'll know what that means. Please, next. Number six, uh, a pack of Bud Tall Boys and a bag of Fritos. There you go. Wouldn't that be nice? Watch, the moon. Watch the moon come up. Okay. Next, please. These are the top ten presents Wamon's going to get Lily James for Christmas. Number five, <clears throat> excuse me, a teddy bear with a face like Prince Andrew and a body like Camilla Parker Bowles. Okay. <laughs> wow. They had to get. They had to get. Please, next. <laughs> Number four, uh, 10 cc's of quote-unquote protein. Oh, my God. Wow. 
That's how the band got their name, right? Yes, it is. That's true. A little rock history in there. Okay. We should move on quickly. Now, quickly. Uh, three. Um, a lock of Switchy's system. <laughs> a lock of Switchy's system. Say that again. A lock of Switchy's system. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. Uh, number two. Season tickets to the Patriots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I, already has those. I mean, she's rich, right? Yeah. Well, she probably wouldn't want them either, as it turns it's out. It's so low, we're giving them away. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Why? And... Number one present, JJ plans to give to Lily James for Christmas an autographed copy of Mac's new book, The God Satellite, on sale everywhere. Yes. She'll love that. An additional forward by one one. If it doesn't close the deal, nothing will. Anyway, okay. I I just looked it up because I didn't know who she is all this time you guys have been talking about her. Now I know who she is. Yes. And uh, you could be her granddaddy. Okay, wow. No. And, and your point is? Sorry, no, you, you count on me for the truth, right? I'm just saying, I'm laying it out there. Maybe she has granddaddy issues. We don't know. No, she's, she's in her 30s, I think. Just the facts. 33. Okay, she's fine. She's 33. You looked her well, up? She's older than yeah. me. 33. She's, everyone's older than well, you, then. I know you do, girl. There's some great movies she's been in. The new one, The Dig. She's in that. Yesterday. The, the Dig. That's been around for a while, but that's a Why great movie with uh, Ray Fine in it. Yeah, The Dig. Yeah. Is that about the channel, that one? No, it's about uh, digging up this. Maybe uh, <laughs> about that one, right? Yesterday. Oh, weren't they architects or something? Not architects. So, what do you call them? She's like an archaeological student. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sounds like a snooze. And, uh, Listen, now, she's in yesterday. The movie yesterday was really, that's I just, could watch yesterday yeah. every day. Yeah. That's a really movie about that. Uh, a guy hits his head and he wakes up in a world where the Beatles don't exist, but he knows Beatles songs, so he becomes famous basically redoing their songs. It's a very interesting premise. It's not the perfect movie, but yeah. it's a really entertaining movie. It really it is, is. It is interesting. Pre- it, it, it's very well executed. It's yeah. not a, the premise is not a stretch. It's kind of like, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's the okay. way they show it. Yep. It's the way they demonstrate it. Yep. 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 <laughs> and, 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 and once you accept the premise. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a good fun. movie. Right, exactly. Right. Remember how you find out there's certain things that have disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. he, he says, Besides I kill that. for a cigarette right now. <laughs> yeah, and the guy's looking at him, and he I wants know. a Coke, but there's no more Coke. There's no more Coke, yeah. There's Pepsi. Okay, now you're giving it away. Now you're giving sorry, the uh, I know, gags but it's, away. it's uh, Richard Curtis. He's the guy that yep. did uh, a lot of great films. So he's very, very talented man, director, yeah, I don't know producer, much about writer. The guy. Yeah, they really? did it. Uh, it was uh, the um, budget was thirty-eight million dollars, eighteen of which went for the licenses to the Beatles songs. Eighteen, and I think there were nine songs in it. I'm going to guess. And they got their money's worth out of it. Oh yeah, it's, it's performed constantly. You couldn't do it without the Beatles music, and they don't really no. license their music to many people, but. You know, they read it, and it was a success, and it was really pretty well done. Pretty well done. Yeah. Michael Jackson still own the catalog? No. No, he sold it when he had to uh, pay off his uh, quote-unquote legal debts. He oh, sold right. it to ATV, who is a huge uh, media conglomerate over in England, and now they own half of it. They own 51%, and McCartney owns 49%. He did buy some of it back. All right, but, that's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah, about okay. Anyway, so why don't we do this? Why don't we take a uh, another quick commercial break now? Our uh, guest, Paul Dean... Roberts is with us. He's going to join us for a segment or two. Paul Dean Roberts is uh, famous for three things. He will not uh, argue with me on these three things. First of all, he's a UFO researcher that saw top secret UFOs in orbit while he was working for Army Intelligence. Number two, he's the disco king of uh, San Francisco or somewhere up there. Years ago, he actually disco danced for nine and a half days, including bathroom, bathroom breaks. And uh, he's married to a model, as it turns out. So, three for three for Paul. 
He has it going on, that's for sure. He's got it going on, apparently. So uh, why don't we take a first break now? We'll bring him in. We'll get to all the other segments and reports. And uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The whole gang is here. So please stay tuned. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hogs Hats, and the very mysterious M-Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous One One. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Back everyone to Mac Maloney's Tracks. I'll show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. Very quickly, girls. Juan Juan is here. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Gigi Gills. Gigi Gills. No Cobra tonight. He's in Hawaii, as it turns out. However, Switchblade Steve Ward is here. He is not in Hawaii. He's in West Virginia. What, Switchy? Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. What happened here? Okay. Also with us is our security chief, Willie Club, WC. Hi, Mac. Hi, folks. Hi, girls, guys, everybody. Them, they're it. Uh, chips at sea. Also, I feel good witches up there. Raven, how are you? Hi, friends. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Okay, let's do a count here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven drunk white guys <laughs> and one hot girl. What a I oh, oh, oh okay. I do. I do fist and drink. I'm not even down yeah. like crazy. Wow. I'm drinking regular iced tea. Yeah, sure. So some wine there. Also with us is Jocko Johnson, Jojo, down there, way down south. Jojo, how you doing? Hello, boys and girls. I'm okay. doing fine. Right. Thank you. Right. You Sorry. shaved off your beard. Is that the new uh, look? What's that? Did you have a beard last time we talked to you? Yeah. I, matter of fact, I just shaved it off the other day. Huh. I hadn't shaved since like June 1st or something. Really? <laughs> I was considering uh, applying for a job at Santa Claus at the mall. Interesting. But then I found out what they paid, and I was like, this ain't worth it. Yeah. So you, look, you look younger, Jocko. You do. Without it. Several years younger. Yeah. Too itchy. Too itchy, you know? Too itchy. Okay. So, also with us, Uncle Al is here. Al Manalo, <laughs> your folk mechanic. Good evening, Mac. Hi, folks. In the studio with us, warding off the ghosts. Also with us, who haven't I introduced? PDR? Everyone else? Okay. Paul Dale Roberts is with us. Let's give him a round of applause, please. Uh, Not for his UFO research. <laughs> for his model wife, that's who we're clapping for. Now, yeah, so you're going to make some kind of uh, excuse yeah, again tonight. Camera shy model. She doesn't want, yeah, she's yeah. the only camera shy model in the world. Doesn't want to come on our show. It really hurts us deeply, Paul. 
I'm sorry, man. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. It's all right. It's okay. We got pictures. The slings and arrows. Yeah, we'll send you pictures. Don't worry, Jack. So, we're, uh, uh, Paul Zaga, UFO researcher, and among other things, he'll be uh, joining us tonight. But tonight, we're going to go to our club first. Reporting the latest in the U.S. military's new investigation into UFOs and what they still aren't telling you. It's time for the Club Report. Club has a report on, you know, uh, we, we speak about this all the time. I mean, most stuff has happened in the past two years as far as UFO research, or at least talking about UFO research, than has happened in the past 40, 50 years easily. Congress now has a mandate. They've given money to groups to go and look into these things from an air security point of view. Um, they're much more in the news these days. Politicians and other people are much more liable to talk about them these days. The, 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 the cuckoo factor is going away very slowly, but it's going away a little bit at a time. Um, also, among other things, uh, John James Webb Telescope, looking very deeply into the universe now. They may find out some stuff that uh, you know is going to blow our minds. They're able to look at planets to see if there's um, uh, carbon emissions in the atmosphere, which would indicate there's, that, that there's intelligent life on these planets, and they're going to start surveying them very soon. A lot of things are happening. The asteroid that was uh, knocked off course. Um, things are just happening in this area, okay? And now, in, amidst, in amongst it all, NASA, for the first time ever, has decide, decided they're going to look into UFOs themselves. NASA, uh, apart from the government, apart from the military, right? Club. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, Mac, as you know from my uh, last report, I'm sort of changing direction now as far as UFOs and the importance they hold to um, our government, our military, you might say, uh, versus asteroids. Uh, as we all know, lately there's been a big uh, push on uh, searching for solutions that uh, – if we happen to have a potential asteroid uh, collision, uh, is there a way to stop it before, mm -hmm. he, before it creates another dinosaur age? Right. Um, so anyways, this sort of ties into to what I uh, spoke about last time, particularly the theory that I'm now coming up with. So anyways, this week, uh, as you mentioned, NASA announced uh, team members, team members, for its new independent, and I want to emphasize that, independent UAP study. They established the study back in June. Mm -hmm. And this week they've announced the 16 members or researchers who are going to be part of this study. It's, uh, it's a nine-month study. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's to start, they claim, to examine UAP's observations in the sky that cannot be identified as aircraft or known phenomenon from a scientific perspective. Mm -hmm. They've emphasized that their agency is not part of the DOD's all-domain anomaly resolution office. That was that new office that yes. just was created this year. Yes. To, uh, in other words, there's a lot going on with what's going on in the government right now with mm -hmm. budgets and everything on this stuff. But right, right. this new anomaly uh, office that was set up, they claim is to uh, take a closer look at all UFOs and, uh, you know, to be more transparent. Right, sure, well, which anyways, they have not done. Uh, as we know, and as I mentioned at the last uh, report, all of a sudden uh, there's, everyone's flying to get into this thing. Congress 
you know, they're no longer hiding in the closet. They're coming out mm-hmm. having hearings, mm-hmm. all kind of budget money. Mm-hmm. And um, then all of a sudden, out of the blue, we start hearing about uh, what they're going to do now to try to protect us from asteroids. So anyways, uh, I'm very suspicious of this new NASA group, particularly where it's separate, altogether separate from anything the rest of the uh, military is doing. So they say. Uh, in the study, it's going to begin next week. Mm. And they say it's going to focus on unclassified data. Oh, unclassified what's, the, data. what's the point? And they're going back talking about, they're now going to look at the sighting that the Air Force had, what, 2015? Yeah, 2014. Now, all of a sudden, everybody wants to go look at something that happened seven years ago. Right, yes, yes, the Tic Tacs, uh, right. That's what leads me to... Uh, to be suspicious, you might say, of uh, what the real purpose of this is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, first of all, they're competing now, it seems like, with the rest of the military. So NASA's going to do their own thing. And the other important thing is they, they call uh, the goal of this is to have a roadmap for NASA's data analysis on flying objects. Now, as we know, um, asteroids are also flying objects. Yeah, right. So, yes. Yep. Hmm. You know, my, my theory is that, you know, they're, they're using this in a way is might be more of a front that they're really starting to be very concerned about asteroids, but they want to disclose that they're spending some money on it and giving it attention, but probably don't want to get us too concerned. Right. Now, the other thing is NASA stated that this is not a search for UAP. Interesting. Yes. It's yeah, a research. They emphasize that. And, uh, and they maintain that there's no evidence yet that connects UAPs to extraterrestrial life. Right. Same thing so, the military said. Same thing the government yeah, so, said. Yep. So uh, they're saying that, I mean, you know, there might not be UAPs. Well, what the hell are you doing? Right. Well, I think what they're looking at, I, I really do, is that more focus is now going to be going into uh, asteroids. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, okay. So, so um, the- anyways, the study includes a, a team of 16. And it's going to be led by, of course, an astrophysicist. Yep. His name is David Spurgel. Yep. yep. He's president of Simmons Foundation in New York City. Okay. Uh, he's pretty uh, high up there. He was uh, previously chair of the astrophysics department at Princeton University. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's his name again? His name is uh, David Spurgel. I think it's S P E I G E L. So he's a high-powered guy, particularly having headed that department over in. Uh, you know, Princeton plus. Sounds like uh, sounds like something you In have to take medication for, doesn't? Uh, I get the Scott, Scott Kelly, former astronaut. Right, he's on that. He was on TV. Yep. And uh, it's also going to include scientists, professors, and an oceanographer, and others who oh. study space. So they have a whole list, and they've identified, I think, most of the names. Yes. Now they're going to release their findings. They claim in about nine months. Okay. Good luck. Yep. Mid twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Now. Uh, I got to tell you, let me just break in here for a second. I'll tell you, the, the, yeah. the biggest thing there, what you just said to me, is that they have an oceanographer because Absolutely. there are lots of people, lots and lots of people say that they see UFOs come out of the water and go into the, out of the ocean and into the ocean or even lakes and stuff like that. Very interesting that they have an oceanographer. And also they're obviously taking it from, the, the in quotes, the scientific point of view as opposed to the and, military point And also point I'll of view. go the other way with the oceanographer as far as asteroids. And since most of the planet is ocean, yep. 
you know, the studying of uh, when an asteroid hits and how it hits and the impact on the ocean. Yeah, yeah, true. Yes. And, uh, and I just want to go back to this last piece of it that I mentioned last time that I consider important is that if you, if you recall in his final book in 2018, physicist Stephen Hawkins, mm -hmm. uh, in his book, Brief Answers to the uh, Big Quest, he considered an asteroid collision to be the biggest threat to the planet. And in fact, scientists have only found 40% of the objects believed to be big enough to destroy the Earth. Right, yes. Yep, yep. So, and, and plus, they, at that time, they said, you know, we need five to 10 year lead time after we discover an asteroid heading toward us yep. before we can really do anything. So right now, you know, they've done this whole thing with, with DOT. You know, they yep. went out there, the DOT mission, and they proved that they can find the small asteroid and, mo and move directly it. and move it a bit, yep. uh, which will take it off its course. Yep. So anyways, I, I hate to be a, a downer on this, but go ahead. I, I personally, from everything I'm reading and seeing, I think there's a change in focus uh, to more toward the, the greater threat of asteroids. Mm -hmm. No one's ever seen uh, anyone that and the alien side that threatens us. Right. So, uh, you know, the threat that we all know is real is an asteroid. I'll just ask the question that, that we asked last week. Okay, probably on everyone's mind. It's on my mind. So you are a former employee of the federal government, right? Right. Okay, so you know kind of how they work. We yeah. all do. Would they, you know, would the president, you know, one of those, they always hand them three or four secrets the day that they take the oath and they assume their hair turns gray, like, uh, you know, three weeks later it turns out. Could that be one of the secrets? We know an asteroid is going to hit us in 2032 or something. I mean, is that something you keep from the public? Oh, absolutely. Really? Just like they've done for years. You know, we they, they've never been transparent. And the word always was that, you know, the government would never tell us if there really were aliens out there because right. they all panic. And you don't think they tell you about if religion. And I, I believe that would be the same thing even more. Really? Because an asteroid is just going to boom. That'll be it. Yeah. But so if we that, know it's coming in eight know. years, uh, those eight years are going to be really crazy, right? Everyone's just saying, yeah. hey, well, listen. Yeah, yeah, no. It's well, the civilization word always was, Mac, as you know, that, you know, the president doesn't know much of this stuff because they don't want to share it with someone who's in office for mm -hmm. a brief period of time. That's right. People so that always it's really think. the full-time government employees, you might say, right. who have this mind. information and, and don't want to share it because we don't need uh, people that are in office a short time to have that information. Right. So who knows? But that's, but again, this is my theory. And although, you know, it sounds great that we're doing more research into UAPs. Mm -hmm. If you read closely into this announcement about this new study, I'm really suspicious about what their real focus is. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, Be interesting. Let's find out. It might take us nine months until they issue this phony report next year, but they're not looking at anything new. I mean, yeah, unclassified. I mean, 2015. We can look at unclassified and, uh, stuff. Wow. Okay. Thank you. The voice of doom. Let's give him well, a round I of applause. Only because. Oh, oh, there he oh, is. I got a question. Go ahead. Yes, yes sir. Um, when they hit that asteroid the last time, yeah, the first time, yes, guess, did it actually move it enough yes. to like steer it off from hitting yeah. Earth? Yes. If it was well, gone, so it actually worked. What they it, were it took to do, a right? couple of weeks before they were able to confirm it, but it had a direct hit. Right. The problem is the asteroid was only 200 feet long. Yeah, it's a very small asteroid. Right? Very small. Right. The the uh, That's they, did it. they they hit it with something the size of a refrigerator, an explosive. But they have no idea when these other asteroids come, and some of them are really big. Uh, if if that's going to work, so you can't blow them up. Doing for years, so you know, um, 
you, you got to sleep at night, but I'll tell you, yeah. you might want to look up at the sky a lot yourself and listen <laughs> to the particularly whistling sounds. Well, see, the whistling. translation, don't buy any uh, timeshares. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I was well, saying it to Jim Mack. I was just listening to what he was saying. Deep no, I know, I know. You, you look like you were in prayer. I didn't mean they were asleep. Anyway, why don't, no, we, no. why don't we take a commercial break now? Thank you very much, uh, Club, for that report. <clears throat> and uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Max Maloney's Military Action Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. My dad, he's a double amputee, and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To be a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Owns for our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for our troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Action Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show. Jam-packed show we have for you today. Girls, Wawan is here. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Famous Wawan. Also Loving here. the show already. Switchy. Switchblade yes. Steve Ward, who uh, addressed the girls earlier in the segment. Uh, did I dream that? Did you say hi, girls? Well, I'm envious of JJ and all the attention he gets from the ladies. So, so I, am I. I. I lost my place for a moment. Seriously. But I, I'm very happy to be here. Oh, where are your cats? Are they uh, surrounding you? Are they there? Giving you comfort? Um, not at the moment, but you never know with cats. Are the fleas going away? <laughs> okay, anyway. That's trouble, man. Also, Willie Club is here, our security chief, keeping us in line. Hey, Willie, Mac. Hey, folks. Doing? Great to be here tonight. Mm -hmm. Sounds like we got Good a lot going on. I'll tell you. A lot going, going on. on. That's right. Also with us, Jocko Johnson. Jocko. Jojo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Everything is good. You look good down good. there. He does look younger without the beard. He, yeah, he literally does younger without the beard. Yeah, it's staying, but you know, I just get lazy. He doesn't yeah. look as mean without the beard. Not as mean. <laughs> I, don't no, I don't have nothing to do and no place to go, so what do I care? <laughs> hey, <laughs> you should but, shave. Why? in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, right. That's how I. That's why I have a beard. What do I care? He still looks mean and badass, but just yeah. not as mean and badass. Yeah, right. Yes, right. Get that teddy I, I wouldn't you know, even a half. I didn't do the, you know, we used to have the fake uh, yeah. crazies, we call it. Right. So we'd make people look crazy and crazy than the mm. other guy, you know? Yeah, well, that's uh, perfectly uh, yeah. normal. That's yeah. the secret. Runs in our family, as it turns out. Is it? <laughs> As it turns, uh, Uncle Al is here. Uncle Al, the uh, UFO mechanic, is here in the studio. Good evening, Mac. Good evening, folks. If the ghost shows up, you're going to help me? Yeah, we should, I, I'll see him first. Yeah, okay. Good. Yeah. I'm looking so out the door. Water. You got holy water there? Holy water? You hold the door open. Yeah, it's called <laughs> Genesee <laughs> Ice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Also, I got a bottle of holy water. We had the, got the hot water. cottage blessed. Raven. Raven, how do you put up with this? Raven, our good friend up there inside was going. Raven. Hi, my friends. Thanks for having Seriously. me. Seriously. I think oh. you need to sage the studio at this point. Club has Club has a little bottle of holy water right there at his hand. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, when I'm on the yeah. show, I try to keep it near me. Do you really good idea? Good planning. <laughs> Anybody ever goes on the season? Do you really from Lords? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 That's you bring it in sometimes. Oh, that mean sure. you drops, will you? Oh, make yeah, some. Yeah, uh, what I have. This is from Lords. They, Lourdes oh, really? Lourdes. Oh, yeah. We have some. Yeah. So, yeah. what do you mix that up with? Some uh, Jack Daniels? Tastes good, right? No, it says oh, the nice. containers maybe scotch. China. China with things. I think you just drink it, then you could go dance on the ceiling and work everybody over. You got like you couldn't do anything. Also joining us out there in California, <laughs> Paul Dale Roberts, PDR. How you doing? 
Hey, Mac, I'm doing fine. I'm just admiring uh, Jocko's uh, uh, bookshelf yes. and just wondering what all the books that he has. No, that's a there. fake electronic background. That's a fake electronic. Yeah. He's, he's sitting in an it's empty a green room. Screen. Yeah, right. it's mostly <laughs> with a, oh, with oh, a box oh, of sugar pops. Oh, mostly history and uh, mostly history. <laughs> you do know your history, Jocko. Not a lot of not. good. Does know his history, yeah. especially WW2. Yeah. That's, all, that's because that's all he asked me. About. So, Pete, yeah, we we uh, we uh, teased you in the opening. Is you're famous for three things. Okay, you saw as uh, a member of the uh, U.S. Army intelligence, uh, DIA photos of UFOs in orbit. Correct. Correct. Yes, I did. You also danced for eight and a half days in uh, where was it? San Jose. Uh, no, Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. Nonstop. Five, five hours. Yeah. Disco. Yeah. Okay. Even during the bathroom breaks. Correct. Yeah. And you won. You won. I, I had I had witnesses that actually came with me to watch me urinate. Whoa, okay. If we <laughs> should all be so sure, lucky, right? <laughs> make sure my feet were moving. So is that on the DVD? <laughs> no. After no. dark. Bonus yeah. features. Yeah. Not, even, not even on the extras? PDR. Actually go into Google uh, and Google Disco Wikipedia and then scroll down to the dancing part and you'll see my name. Oh, cool. Your name. Okay. Is there any video of it? Any footage of you doing this? There, there is video, but I don't have it. It's uh -huh. uh, news agencies that went there. Yes. They have. Okay. You know. Interesting. Okay. Wow. All right. This going for eight and a half days, was it? Eight and a half? Eight and a half days. That's when I was young. And Yes. Okay. Strong. And the third, yeah. thing, the third thing you're known for is that your, your wife is a model, right? Frankly, your wife is a model. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, well, the way he, yeah, oh, shucks, I'm married to a model, it's, okay. it's fine. Listen, so thanks. thanks You're embarrassing me now. Well, no, that's okay. It's hard to embarrass us, look at us. Uh, so anyway, one thing we want to talk about in this segment, thanks for joining us, Paul, is that um, Raven and I saw this movie. Not together, were we together? I forget. No, I saw it on, on TV. Did you see it on TV, Raven, or in the movies? No, we we just bought it. Just bought on it, yeah. Whatever streaming service it was, I don't remember. So but um, the name of the I movie. watched it like I think a week before you did because yeah. I know I I told you to watch. We talked it, about it. Like, right. You have to watch this movie. <laughs> okay, the movie is called Nope. Nope. Okay, and it's it's directed by uh, Jordan Peele, who is one half of um, a comedy duel. They've since broken up uh, called uh, Peele and whatever the guy's he name. Yeah, they're really, really funny. I mean, they're they're very funny. The two black guys, not that it makes any difference, but they would make a lot. They poke a lot of. Uh, it had a lot of humor, like in the black experience and stuff like that. Very, very funny, very inside. He did a uh, movie a few years ago called Get Out, which is really creepy, man. It, it's just a creepy movie. Hard to kind of figure out, um, but that's kind of his thing. So anyway, so he has this movie called Nope, and it's a, it's a UFO movie. We're not going to give it away. It, it's a UFO movie. It's, it's how a certain group of people um, uh, interact with this UFO but just the way they did it. Now, just correct me if I'm wrong, but is it, to me, uh, until I saw this uh, even later movie that's come out, UFO creature movie, but it's a very creepy UFO movie. Didn't, didn't it kind of give you the creeps in a way, just the way that they put it together? Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, it gave me the creeps. So I was watching it with Mr. Raven, who, uh, of course, he bought it and couldn't wait for me to. I was, I was taking a nap, um, and he didn't want to wait for me to be done with my nap because my naps can be pretty unpredictable. It can be an hour or like five hours. Really? So this is like a five hour nap that I was taking. <laughs> and he was like, well, I'm not waiting. So he watched it without me. Yes. 
but I was pretty, pretty, you know, PO'd at that. Yes, but yes. Then, you know, he watched it with me. And when I like kind of connected everything that was happening, mm-hmm. I looked at him and like my jaw just hit the floor and I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It is so good. I, you just have to watch it. Like, cause we can't say a lot. Can't say what it is. Right. And, and, and so, but, um, it's, but as it, soon as you see it, you, all you think is, nope. Yes, nope, right. Yeah. No, nope, yep. Not for me. Right. Exactly. I mean, nope is like, it's, well, you can't give it away, but it, it, it's kind of like a. Um, but it, it's a, it's such a perfect title. Yep, I mean, exactly. he, he hit it out of the park. And like you said, with like Get Out, right. Like he did that and like Us. <sighs> and I know he did some di- producing or directing on Ma. Okay. Great yeah, horror yeah. movies. Really? Yeah. Check them out. He's, and this he's is like an that interesting horror guy. sci fi that. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies miss the mark on completely right. because I think that they're trying to be too far of one way. And this just like. Right. Oh, it hits justice. all the marks. It hits all the marks because at the end you go, wow, what the, what just happened to me? It's it's not War of the Worlds, but it's similar to the War of the Worlds in a lot of ways. And and it's not this like big bombastic movie. It's not a hundred million dollar budget. But what they, whatever it worked, whatever they had to work with, they worked, they did very, very well. You know, just yeah. just the UFO itself is is worth the oh, price of admission. It's, it's, it's so crazy. I mean, and like the beginning, I feel like is a little slow, but it, it's not like in a bad way. It's slow in a good way because it's it's building everything that's going to right. eventually happen. And right. like, and again, we real we can't really say any more than that right. because it's, yeah. it'll give it away. But I I. This is not a plug, nothing. This is a great movie, and you guys have to watch it. And, and here's the weird thing, too. It's a Western as well. That's another thing we have to say. It's like it's a Western. It's yep. a Western UFO scary movie. I mean. Uh, I plan to watch it tomorrow. I think it's in Arizona, so California. I've seen yeah. Get Out, and I've seen Ma. And oh, really? I yeah. Say, that guy is a genius. Yeah, he's really so, different. Yeah, come on, these movies. Yep, he's great. And if – if you haven't watched Us, I would definitely check that out because, yeah. like, I I grew up watching like Mad TV because yes. he was on Mad TV. Oh, was he really? And, yeah, huh. yeah. And like, Mr. Raven and I, we we like did we recently did a rewatch actually of Key and Peele because it's such a great show. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who would have ever thought that he would have been one of the greatest horror directors? Yes. of of this century, like. It, he is amazing, and his partner is doing to like. Watch a, it and you have to let me know what you think. His partner is doing like insurance ads on TV, so <laughs> checking it out it now. Out, and it's right. got an eighty-two percent uh, rotten tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I, I, as I mentioned you off screen, I, I've avoided getting it because I didn't want to pay twenty bucks to buy it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know but now it's for rent. Rent Yeah, we just bought it because we know that we'll just watch it again. We did so too. for us, yep. it's like renting. It doesn't really make sense, but yeah, no. if you want to rent it, and again, no, I, this don't is like, I don't like not the a plug. Well, this this is left over. You'll see. Don't you guys have Redbox? Only a dollar fifty to rent. Redbox. When do you still have Redbox? Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are gone. Is it really? Yeah, still up there? Wow, huh? Um, yeah, there's a new movie out now, and, and, and this might be even weirder. We're going to have to watch this, too. It's, I'm not sure what it is, but what they've done is they've taken the whole Blair Witch Project angle. You know, people out in the woods, you know, with the camera, cinema verite, as they used to say in film school there, one, one. Mm-hmm. And, yep. uh, you know, and, and you see basically what's happening to them. And the creature in the woods is an alien. It's like a blood-sucking alien in a way, you know. And that that is that looks to me like has like really high fear effect. I, I think it's called UFO creature or something. But you know we'll we'll look into that later on. Talk about it. But if you have the time, if you have the five bucks, rent. Nope, 
and you'll see what we mean. You know, when we're talking about it, we really can't. You can't tell you what it's about because you'll kind of it's it would be a spoiler alert. But it's well worth five bucks, if not twenty. Thank you, it's Raven. Definitely worth it. Yeah, and then you know, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear it. Did you have popcorn while you watched it? Were you eating during the watching? No, I was probably eating sour cream and white cheddar chips, and I was probably dipping them in sour cream. Okay, maybe. No, 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 sour cream, sour cream, huh? Okay, all right, interesting. Any any dairy product with the word sour in front of it, why would you do it? It needs to be thrown away because it's gone bad because it's sour, exactly because it's sour, yeah. Wow, if you put that on your chips or your quesadillas, wouldn't go near it. I wouldn't sit in it, never mind eat it. Sit in it. How about the word aged? Aged has the same connotation. Well, Aged? Why would I like that? Aged eggs. We, yeah, we certain do. things. Cheese is okay. What about new potatoes? Cheese. New potatoes? What, what happened to the old potatoes? The old potatoes <laughs> they threw them out. <laughs> anyway, listen, I'm really too hungry at this point. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now so everyone can go get a bite to eat? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Milk Tracks on show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. Please stay tuned. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52, or 53, or 54? 54? 54? How about Tonopar Test Range, or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a party we have for you tonight, girls. The very famous one one is here. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Hello, also, everybody. The very famous Switchy is here. Switchblood Steve Ward. Uh, uh, how famous, Mac? Well, you know. Do you really want me to tell you? Does your ego need that boost? No, that's okay. I'll just let it go. <laughs> uh, also with us is um, Willie Club, our security chief. Willie. Mac, hi, gang. Yep. Switch, I got to say, you, you're looking very good tonight. I Ooh. like that spike you got in that new hair piece. You got a little spike good. on the back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Kind of an 80s I like to look. mix it up a bit. You know? Interesting. That's good right. for you. Uh, also uh, with us is uh, Jocko Johnson. Jojo, how you doing? Is he there? Oh, here he is. Okay. He's changed his outfit. He, there was a costume change in our uh, – well, we are having a commercial he, he, break. Actually, Jocko has wardrobe people. What, oh, to do the yeah, to do it for him. I can see that. Yep. I understand Draco, you with us there, buddy? 
Okay, apparently not. He could hear us. Why don't we move on? Raven is with us, though. That's the important part. Raven, how are you? Hi, friends. Thanks for having me. Okay, at some point, she's just going to send me a letter. and you know, uh, I've had it. Have <laughs> I sent you a letter yet? It might be. Who knows? There'd be some food item with it, like a cake of cookies or something. Okay. To, you know, kind of, no offense, but I've no had offense, enough. Right. Yeah, I've had enough. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, Jocko, you're with us there. Jojo. Jojo. Turn on your mic there, brother. Okay. Good thing he's not landing in NASA rockets here. <clears throat> Turn on your uh, microphone. There he is. There Sorry, is. I, didn't, I didn't know I had anything to do. I took did, my time. Did you change your uh, outfit? Didn't you just do a costume change, or is that us? Negative. I'm wearing the same thing I had on before. Also, what did also. You, say? you said, did you change your underwear? No, I didn't say that. Oh, sure. Also, in the same set of clothes, I think, is uh, Uncle Al, the UFO mechanic, is in the uh, studio with us. Good evening, Mac. Good evening, folks. Okay. And, and I'm not wearing black underwear like they do on the submarines. Was that? <laughs> wow. Okay. Were we talking about that off air? Was that? Not me. <laughs> you missed that? that? The old I must be not having a breath of fresh air. People. We uh, on air now? Or? Yes, we yes. are. Yes, we are. Uh, joining on a roof. <laughs> we are on the air. On. Joining this party, at least temporarily, is our good friend out there, Paul Dale Roberts, out there in California. PDR, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. And oh, I'm look right. at the. Oh, oh, at least it's not a cat. Is that a what stuffed a dog? Is that dog alone? <laughs> They're wondering what's going on. Let yeah. me see. I missed that. Yeah, let's see him again, just for the heck of it. He's holding up what looks to be a dog. Let's see. Okay. I turned away yeah, but, a second. But Mac won't let me hold my cats. Yeah, no yes, exactly. You, you get scolded. He, he tells us. Oh, whoa, that's oh, a different dog. That's a different dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a chihuahua. Chihuahua. Okay. I hear the very. That first one? The very common animals. Story is a. Uh, he's half um, Yorkshire Terrier, half Australian Terrier. Ooh, so how did Yorkshire. they get together? Go ahead. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I have a I have a, a deer head chihuahua. Oh, and oh really? I swear to God, he's got to be half uh, Doxy Dachshund, mm-hmm. Doxy, because he's longer and he's fourteen wow. pounds. Yeah. Uh, wow. I, I, wow. I was I was wrong. It's an Oshire. That is half Australian Terrier, half Yorkshire Terrier. Interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and our yeah, cats get our cats get told to get out of here. What is it? Hey, Jack listen. Russell. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. This uh, segment of Mac Maloney's military songs brought to you by Perina. The only <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve. We, we get told to send our cats away, but the dogs are okay. All right. right. Exactly. It's discrimination. Bring the kitty. Right to the boss. Discrimination. <laughs> yeah, it's good thing you said kitty there, my friend. Now listen. <laughs> I can bring my kitty in here too. I got one of them too. Okay. Mac after dark, maybe. Uh, so listen, why don't we talk to our good friend, PDR. Paul, how are you doing? We've uh, talked to you about five months ago, and you were just about to go up to Canada to um, see into some forest or something. Didn't you do an overnight in Canada, Quebec at some point? Oh, I went, went to Toronto, but I never – Quebec, no. Okay, and somewhere in Canada. We didn't, you know. Uh, so what happened? Did you see anything good? Um, in Toronto, we just did a ghost hunt. So we didn't we didn't do anything with UFOs, but I just recently, not not too long ago, had a UFO hunt over in Placerville, and we and Placerville is a hot spot for UFO activity because there's a lot of gold out there. It's gold country, mm. and it seems like UFOs are attracted to gold. We've heard that, yes, and, right. And gold can be used for all kinds of things, uh, computer components, and everything else. So. Um, one of my investigators actually got something that was moving erratically and got it on video 
And Good Day Sacramento, they interviewed us and we showed them the video. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, so things are going on over in Placerville. And right now, it seems really interesting how our government is giving us a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Is coming close to disclosure. And I think the reason why is because you have all these private corporations doing their own satellite work, yep. doing their sending, uh, talking about colonizing Mars and everything else. And if the private citizens find out that there is extraterrestrial life out there, yep. it's going to happen. And the government's going to have to throw their hands up and say, yeah. You're right. There is extraterrestrial life, and we've been lying all this time. See, that's the thing is now anyone, I mean, very soon, very quickly, I mean, really like in the next 10 years, there's a chance that you might have your own personal satellite, okay, because they have these satellites now that you can, the size of a softball, that can, you know, at some point in the future, you know, launch them into space, you know, hundreds of thousands of them, and then you'll be assigned, instead of having a tower or whatever, you'll be assigned your own satellite. Some of them will probably have cameras on. So those are individual satellites. Just think of the satellite Elon Musk will have. And you are going to, as you say, now all of a sudden space is not the domain of the military slash NASA. You're going to see private people start to pick these things up, whatever they might be. And, th and they won't be held back. They'll go right to the Sacramento TV station. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. that's, that'll be that's interesting. Right. Listen, the UFO that you, show, you showed them, what did it look like? How did you capture it? It was like a, a, a fireball. And first it was hovering. And when I looked at it with my eyes, I said, well, probably it's a plane. Then it started moving like uh, going to the left and then to the right and up and down. It was moving crazy. It was it was like uh, it wasn't moving like any conventional aircraft. Yep. So and luckily I had my man next to me. And he was over there filming it, and he got it all on film. And I said, beautiful. We nice. have some kind of evidence to show Good Day Sacramento, and that's what we did. Yeah, yeah. And you were interviewed on, on TV live? Right, mm -hmm. right, exactly, yeah. Did you bring your wife so, with you? Yeah, it was, and also, too, we had MUFON over there. Um, we had um, uh, Deb Ruckney, and she's the uh, director of Northern California for MUFON. MUFON, hmm. yeah, yeah, huh? Wow, so that's that's interesting. What did you what do you think it was? Was it was it uh, as they were saying that it was showing non ballistic motion? So, was it a ship? Was it some kind of craft? You know what, what it could actually be in, in my mind, what I'm thinking, it could be like an extraterrestrial drone. Mm. Um, it wasn't moving like our drones. Yeah, it was. You know, just the movement itself was really bizarre. So. Um, and I believe that they do have their own drones. That they, and I, I, I believe also, too, that they probably send out scouts who are actually robotic. Right. Sure. Why not? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because that's what we plan to do. We plan to go to different planets and send robots. Right. Yeah. Why would they send, you know, an actual being, you know, when they have definitely would have the technology to do something like that. So listen, so you years ago, let's just recap a little bit. When you worked for the Army, you happened upon, someone gave you, was it four or five photographs that, of things in space taken in space and they were not of this earth right yeah i was with the photo interpretation center in korea i was military intelligence 97 bravo intelligence analyst with a top secret sbi special background investigation clearance and my job well on one particular day those photographs came in and they were 
pictures of different type of UFOs. Mm-hmm. You have one that was cigar shaped. You have one that looked like fireball. You had another one that looked saucer shaped. On and on and on. Mm-hmm. On after the photographs, it said intelligent movement. Mm-hmm. So that told me right there that military intelligence at that time was investigating UFOs. Yep. The only thing I had to do, it was very simple, was to assign it a number and give it to the DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency. Yes. And from there, it went to the CIA and went into a black hole and disappeared. I don't know what. Like you know what so, so, so how distinct, how clear were these photographs? Oh, uh, They were taken by our reconnaissance uh, satellites. Mm-hmm. And some were taken by our reconnaissance aircraft. And they were pretty clear. I mean, like the fireball looked like a fireball. Yep. Um, saucer shape. Um, there was some blurry, uh, it was a little bit of a blurry image. Yep. And I think that has to do with it. And I think a lot of UFO photos that are blurry, it has to do with the, the way they, their flight is. The movement. There's, yes. you know, the electric, electromagnetic field that surrounds it and makes it cloudy, makes it blurry. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. That, like, I mean, um, take the, the cigar shape, I would say about half of it was pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Lots of guy shaped UFOs have reported over the years. And it's like taking a picture of a jet fighter. You're right. going to see a blur. You know? so. There was one more photograph that came in that was quite interesting. We're talking about 1981. Uh, it was a photograph of two men marching a man in the middle. The man in the middle looked like a, a tall Caucasian man. Yes. And the two men that were marching them through the, the jungle looked like they were Vietnamese. Yes, yes. And, and on the back of it, it had POW question mark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this, so yeah. that was 1981. And then later on, there was a report by Special Forces, uh, the Green Beret, saying that there was POWs yep. out there. Left behind. Were, yeah, that's a yeah. whole other show. When, this, when Nixon and Kissinger yeah. ended that war, right, yeah. they just wanted to get out. And the big thing for them was to get the people in the Hanoi Hilton, mostly pilots, officers, out of prison in Hanoi, okay? And that's what they did. But that's what you see those flags for because there's at least 2,500 people who are are either POWs at the time or they're missing in action. And they had nothing at the Paris Peace Accords to have anything to do with those people. They just basically washed their hands of them. And there's been reports, as you say, now we were out of Vietnam in 1975, there's reports up in the 80s that, you know, there's still POWs there. Why they would hold them, why they wouldn't just let them go, I have no idea. But, yeah, that's again, that's another show. But that's definitely – we didn't bring everybody back from that war. And, you know, the, the, the number one thing you always say is you don't leave your buddy behind. Well, that war was a crap storm from the beginning, and it ended the same way. So, anyway, other show. Paul Dale Roberts, thank you. But you're going to hang with us, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm over here looking at Stephen Ward's uh, background. Oh, wow, wow. Okay, you mean his criminal background or in the background? Oh, I see. <laughs> Hang on. You can find anything online. As a yeah, my criminal background has been sealed. Uh, sealed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I already checked it. Good for you. Yes, wow. Vegas. Jojo would do that. Check him out, Jocko. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's good. Why don't we do this really quick? Why don't we take a quick wondering right about him. And uh, we'll be right back after this with more fun. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. There's a monster in Tokyo Bay, hundreds of feet tall and breathing fire. It's able to destroy whole cities, sink entire battle fleets, and knock swarms of jet fighters from the sky. But there's another even more dangerous resident of the bay. 
a secretive psychopath intent on covering the planet with nuclear-armed booby traps unless the world's population bends to their demands. Meanwhile, a mysterious group of reborn medieval warriors has taken to the air. Strange signals are being picked up from outer space, and witnesses report seeing hundreds of ghost planes flying in the night skies over Tokyo. Sailing off the coast of Japan aboard the United American Navy's mega aircraft carrier, the USS USA, it's Hawk Hunter, the wingman. He must investigate these unusual occurrences while trying to thwart the criminal's apoleptic plan. But will his actions save the planet or lead to World War IV? Find out in Akaloni's exciting new novel, The Jericho Storm. Filled with dozens of dogfights, sea battles, and brutal hand-to-hand -hand combat, The Jericho Storm is book 21 in Mac's best-selling Wingman series. Team up with Hawk's longtime allies, as well as a few new ones, including fighter pilots Switchblade Steve Ward and Jocko Johnson. That's Wingman 21, The Jericho Storm. On sale now at your local bookstore and on Amazon. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Multi-Sound Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. First, girls, let me introduce the members of the posse. Very famous one was here. JJ. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Switchy Welcome is also girls. Switchy is also with us, and he also said hello to the girls earlier on the show. Well, they they've been wanting me to do that. I'm, I <laughs> I sensed it, and, yes. and it's great to be here. That's good that you sense such things. Also. Uh, security, oh, no cocoa tonight, out saving Hawaii, as it turns out. Uh, security Chief Willie Club is with us. Hi, Mac. Hi, everyone. Okay, hanging in there, right? There's a Hello, lot Club. to uh, digest Digest tonight. is the word. A lot, of, a lot of data or whatever. but Yeah, a lot yes. of stuff. Right. Yeah, Especially I mean, yours. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's just so much now. There's so much uh, out here for us. But mm -hmm. Speaking about out here, in the uh, studio with us, Uncle Al, UFO <laughs> mechanic is here. Good evening, Mac. Good evening, folks. Everything good with you? Hello, Al. Oh, life's grand. How's know. the bees? Are you... Bees are set up for the winter. Hopefully, yeah. uh, I don't have to bother with them again until uh, spring. How much honey did you get this year? Springtime was uh, really good. I got about 110 pounds. Wow. Jeez. But then from that point, uh, we had such a terrible summer, being drought yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. hot. Yeah, sure. Zero. Nothing really, huh? Nothing at all. The bees, those lazy bastards. They, you know, for, for all I do for them, and they, you know. Yeah, yeah, you ain't kidding. You know, no. but, but 110 pounds wasn't bad oh, for the spring. His honey is the best in the world. It's the best I've ever had. It has like a little clove taste to it. It's well, beautiful. It's, it's local yeah. to you because it's only a house away. Across the and street. It's, yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it's yeah. fresh, fresh. It's... I have it every morning. It the, you get it, and it's the day after it came out of the after hive. After it came out of the hive, and two days after it came out of the bee, as it turns out. Wow, huh? <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Jocko was with us. Jojo, how you doing? Jocko Johnson. Great, Mac. Don't let the bees hear you curse them. God knows what they're Oh, I listen. On. I've seen them turn on Al. I don't <laughs> want it to happen to me. Uh, <laughs> looks like you have a small deer in your arms. Is that a stuffed animal? My little uh, chihuahua. There my you little go. buddy, buddy. Okay. All right, has a little Batman mask on. Is that what you said before? Yeah, he's got a little like uh, see his little face, and then his ears go up. And he's like Batman. He's a <laughs> he's a very calm Chihuahua. They're sure. rare, right? Yeah, so cute. He does it's look like. Batman. But he's got. I got pictures of him doing commando raids. Right? Uh, do you really? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was, he was going commando. That's what he told me. Showed me all? I can send it to you. <laughs> anyway. Raven, I, and, and the reason I know is because he stole one of my cigars. He's walking around smoking it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Did you smoke it afterwards? No, he was in Afghanistan. Okay, sorry. Right, sorry. Listen, Raven, yeah, I'm all right. Save us. How are you tonight? Hi, my friends. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. But I've been watching you. You've been kind of shaking your head in disgust all night. Is that just my imagination? That was That's your imagination. That was when you guys were talking about some kind of food okay. that sounded icky to me. So I was shaking my head. It wasn't sour cream, was it? It was fried no. bologna. Fried bologna. Fried bologna. Oh, yeah, that no. was it. Sour okay. cream. Listen, I'll, I'll eat that with a spoon. Really? Oh, <laughs> oh, you got to wow. do the fried bologna nasty. after you've made the bacon. Yeah. <laughs> you fry the bologna. You got to oh, put a little slice in the bologna. Okay? Oh, that means different things in different parts of the world. Look. <laughs> Also joining us is uh, Paul Dale Roberts, a good friend out there in California, disco king slash UFO researcher slash husband of model, right? Hey, you got it. <laughs> okay, good hey, you. hello, everybody. <laughs> and um, also, too, when it comes to food, and when I was in South Korea, Seoul, Korea, um, they had a thing called bulgogi, and I <sighs> love bulgogi. Tell us what it is. Does it involve a dog putting them underground for a month? <laughs> no, it, uh, it has all types of beef, all kinds of vegetables. It has a type of sauce. It goes over rice. Mm. It's really delicious. Really? Yeah. Uh, Korean food. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, they call it roadkill. Here. Yeah, right. Over here. I'm going <laughs> to scrape it up. Right. <laughs> but don't they put something, not they, I'm going to say the Koreans, um, they, don't they put like cabbage in the ground for a month or something? And Oh, yeah, yeah. That's kimchi. Kimchi. But, wait, Matt, let me tell you a real quick story. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I went to this one family for like their Thanksgiving yes. and we were eating bulgogi and they all started laughing at me yes. and they told me that it was actually dog. And I, I stopped eating. Oh, no. Yeah, it was like, oh. <laughs> really? Oh. Fido. No. Yeah. Wow. But, but the normal bulgogi with the beef, it's good. Yeah, huh? How do you know the <laughs> difference? One of them is barking and the other isn't? <laughs> you fish the, the collar out of the, yeah. out, of the <laughs> out of the bowl, you know. You pick up the license. Oh, Fight that one. Yeah. Dog tastes like chicken. Or what's yeah, the there name? we go. Uh, anyway, wow, this has been all about food tonight. The good and the bad. Uh, but this is the restaurant segment. I introduced everybody, right? Yeah, you keeping tabs? I think so. Okay. All right. So now, listen. This is what we're gonna do. This is a secret. Not a secret. This is a uh, first time we've done this. Wawan has report from across the puddle. Ten best haunted inns in the world. Is that right? It's uh, ten haunted places. Most of them are hotels and inns that you can book a room in right now. Hmm. Yeah, huh? lovely places. Yes, but they have a history. Go ahead. And the history continues to evolve. Tell us. <laughs> you have individual names. Maybe we want to book something. I do. Um, and uh, one of them, actually, that they all have names. And they all seem to be uh, out there advertising their particular uh, paranormal phenomenon. Yes, yes. So it's not like uh, a big problem. Mm -hmm. But this is like a brief overview of some of these places. And like I said, you can you can book a room and stay at any one of these places I'm going to mention. I was planning on staying with you, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it may not even be safe here. I'm living in an old cottage that was built in 1890. That's what I'm counting on. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the right, first so one was probably go, called the ball and chain. Off, or something. I'm going to start off with like the top ten and uh, go from ten to uh, to one. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to name the location and the name of the place. Okay. And hopefully I'll pronounce it properly. But the first one is going to be the uh, the Dalhousie Hotel. Yes. And it's a one-time fortress in the 13th century castle hmm. called the Dalhousie 
Castle Hotel and Spa now. So it's <laughs> really cool. Wait, they know it's how to cash in on that history, don't they? Go ahead. They do. The place of luxury and relaxation filled with antiques, relics, and history. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yes. And on ghosts. It's also one of the most haunted places in Edinburgh and one of the most haunted places in Scotland. Huh. The most prominent spirit here is the lovelorn Lady Catherine, who died at just 16 after being banished to the castle tower in 1695 after getting caught with a stable hand. <laughs> now, we don't know what she was hold doing on, with the stable on. hand, but we can guess. I do. Yes. Go ahead. And uh, her mist-like apparition has been seen in photos, often during times of celebration. And we also catch a glimpse of her looking down from the turrets, mm. waving to those passing by. Now, this wow. place looks like a big castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After all, it was once a fort. How much? Any idea? Um, some of these places are really reasonable, like 89 for a single and a little bit over $100. for. Mm. Does uh, pay here? They have a uh, book now. Uh, if you Google it and find the place, you can book now and find out. And they have lots of pictures about how awesome it looks today. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Number two. Up next is uh, number nine here, the Eastwell Manor Hotel. A stunning country house surrounded by breathtaking landscape gardens in Eastwell Park up in Kent. Mm. However, beneath the surface that befits the most extravagant period drama lies a haunting that would leave the most hardened ghost hunters running for the door. <laughs> right. Cool. <laughs> that's, that's probably on the menu. Okay? And and Looking for a weekend away here, you may come face to face with the lady in white. Mm. A terrifying apparition appears at night, often to porters on their night shift. Yes. Activity okay. is so pre prevalent, it's considered one of the most haunted places in Kent. <laughs> now Elsewhere on the grounds, the spirit of a horseman has been seen galloping towards the manor, then veering off towards the lake in the dead of night. Mm -hmm. So you you can check in and visualize all of the stuff and experience it. And uh, room service is also available. Listen, that's good. When you're getting you're scared out of your mind, it's good to have food nearby. Let me ask you Absolutely. This, if you were doing this, if you, I'm going to ask Al because Al is uh, an ethical person. Wouldn't you just hire some maid to like bang on the on the walls and stuff and hire some kind of ride of oh, us? If you're looking for, for that, sure. Yeah, why no, not? I mean, he said the guy comes galloping. Is he got a ghost horse under galloping. him? Galloping. 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 Yep. With a yep. horse underneath him? Like he's going to go horse? galloping like on a Monty Or is he doing Monty Python with the coconuts? Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> when they cut the budget, right. Well, I mean, <laughs> sure. One, one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have a hotel called the Ion Hotel in Ion, yeah. California. Yes. Yeah. There's a room, uh, room 13, and inside the room, there is an image of a black rose. Hmm. And the room was rented back in the 1800s by a prostitute named the black rose and uh -huh. she did a suicide there because she fell in love with somebody but he couldn't handle it that she was a prostitute Ooh, yep he got a little bit violent with her <laughs> and she committed a suicide and the image of the black rose people try to rub it off try to wash it off and it's Kills. still it, it like it'll temporarily be gone yep. and then it comes back. comes back wow the black rose who needs that mm -hmm. So in other and words, some, kids stay away from prostitutes. Actually, stayed in there. The men, yes, they they get kissed on the cheek. Really? How much is that? <laughs> no, no, stop! Stop! Well, stop! Twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars for you, Mac. And a pineapple <laughs> chip too, huh? Just two bucks for one one. And a pineapple <laughs> two bucks. Please, one one. Move I'm on. Down to number eight, eight. and uh, this one is called the the Mermaid Inn, located in the historic medieval town of Rye, in East Sussex. Date back, dates back to uh, more than 600 years. It's also one of the most haunted places in Sussex. Hmm. Uses a base of operations for the infamous 
Hawkehurst gang during the 1700s. Those guys. There are five guys believed to be residing here amongst many other spirits. Reports <laughs> of ghosts here consist of, among others, a lady in gray who likes to sit in the chair by the fireplace in the James room. So be sure to ask for the James room. Mm -hmm. An apparition of a man is said to hang around room 10, appearing to walk through the bathroom wall into the main room. Interesting. And in room 17, here's a feature of this hotel. The wife of the Hawkehurst gang founder named George Gray mm -hmm. is said to reside, often appearing in the middle of the night, rocking on a chair in the room. And wow. Room 17, everybody. Nice. So be on the lookout for that one. Yeah, yeah. Number okay. seven, the Ruston Castle has a history dating back to the 13th century. I think I've heard of this place, actually. Go ahead. Having been built by Edward I in 1217, now it's a luxurious hotel and spa, and it's regarded as one of the most haunted castles in Wales. <laughs> okay, one cool. The Prince of Wales knows about this place. I'm sure he does. Lady Grey of Ruthen Castle is probably the most well-known ghost of the castle, although there are others. Visitors have reported seeing a soldier as well as a little girl. Mm. Lady Grey is said to have found out her husband was having an affair with a peasant girl and then subsequently killed her husband's mistress. She was mad at him. Okay. Oh, okay. So we're yeah, talking about this. She was tried of murder and sentenced to death. And since then has not left the castle. It's so She's been seen in the banqueting hall and wandering the castle battlements. The ghostly figure of the soldier, however, has also been spotted wearing just one glove. Now this isn't uh, Michael Jackson. How do you know? He's wandering around the grounds of the castle. Yes. Hmm. And, and get this, ghostly orbs have also been seen, which are taken to be an indicator of the presence of one or more human spirits. It, these things are so English, you know, with the peasant girl and the stable hand. Yep. You yep. know what I mean? It's very much. Go ahead, please. Wani. Very much. Very, very British. Very British. Very, very uh, you know, not very polite, but, uh, you know, very, very English. Very yeah, downtown Abbey, isn't back it? Then. Yes. Oh, we had to, we had to say downtown those two words. Not no, downtown Abbey. Damn. <laughs> I was going to say the only the golden fleece in Yorkshire, okay. regarded by many paranormal experts, experts as the most haunted pub in Britain. The golden fleece is a must visit for anyone visiting the city, featuring on TV's most haunted several years ago. If you ever watch that show, yeah, watch that show. Most the most haunted. Uh, it's on Netflix, and it's uh, some of it's boring to death, but it's, uh, it's a pretty cool show. Hmm. It uh, is one of the most haunted places in York. If you do book a room here, you'll find it difficult to avoid any paranormal activity with over 15 ghosts 15. reportedly resigning, residing here. Wow, they all live there. Interesting. That's they all live good. there. They all hang around. They never leave. Hmm. The most notable being Lady Alice Peckett, the wife of John Peckett, former Lord Mayor of York and one-time owner of the inn. Yes, yes. Many guests and staff members have laid eyes on Alice, wandering the cramped, dark corridors late at night and walking up and down the old wooden staircase. Hmm. Without a doubt, the Golden Fleece Inn is one of the most haunted pubs in New York and certainly one of the most haunted places in Yorkshire. Yes, the Golden Fleece. Remember that name. Go ahead, next. Now, here's one you might be familiar with, the Jamaica Inn in Bodmin Moor, Cornwall. Okay. Located on the borders of Bodmin Moor and Cornwall, this, month? this stunning 18th century coaching inn is well known for its tales of pirates, smugglers, and murderers. Mm -hmm. All three. It gained worldwide notoriety, having been the location of the novel Jamaica Inn by author Daphne de Maurier. Hmm. De Monet. Yep. Interesting. Um, I know a place yeah, that Jamaica Inn, but it's in Moa. Finley was in that you know remake that place? of that movie, okay. uh, from, formerly from Downton Abbey, and uh, it was a pretty good movie. Jam hmm. Jamaica Inn, check it out. Any location with such a long and colorful history is sure to have a ghost or two hiding within. Yes, yes. Being one of the most haunted places in Cornwall, the Jamaica Inn is overflowing 
with spirits and paranormal activity. Wow. So much so, the inn runs regular ghost hunts and paranormal investigators travel from all over to witness it firsthand. A few of the reports have certain have contained uh, disembodied voices talking Cornish, the full-bodied <laughs> apparition of a man in a hat and cloak and phantom footsteps coming from empty rooms. Hmm. So check out that, that you make in. Yes, yes. Make in. How about this one? One of the most haunted places in Northern Ireland oh, called oh. the Ballygally Castle. The Ballygally Castle? Ballygally. Oh, look Christ. for it. Ballygally Castle, Northern Ireland. Hmm. Beautiful 17th century castle perched on the famous Causeway Coastal Route in Northern Ireland. It's commonplace for a castle to have its own resident ghost, and Bally Castle is no different. However, this particular ghost has been haunting the castle for over 400 years. The ghost is said to be that of Lady Isabel Shaw, who was the wife of Lord James Shaw. Mm-hmm. Lord Shaw wanted a son to be his heir. However, when Lady Shaw couldn't deliver a male heir, he locked her up in a room at the top of the castle. Wow. In an escape attempt, it is believed Lady Shaw fell to her death. Mm. Another theory is that Lord Shaw himself threw her to her death, or he paid someone to do it. Wow. The ghost of Lady Isabel is said to be friendly and is regularly seen wandering around the old castle, perhaps in search of her beloved children. Hmm. There are countless reports of eerie activity around the castle, with several guests feeling a presence in their rooms, hearing unexplained noises and witnessing the inexplicable. Sounds like uh, Lord Whitey Bulger. And you pay good money for this, too. Yeah, listen, what? Uh, where are you? Number three? Down to number three. Go ahead. One of the most haunted places in London. It's also one of the most elegant. Ideally located at the top end of Regent Street, the hotel's a draw for society's rich and famous, and for those looking for a haunting. And it has accommodated the likes of Princess Diana, mm-hmm. Lady Gaga, Oscar Wilde, and the great British writer Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. What's the name Even of the, the ghost. What's the name of it? The Langham. The Langham in the Langham. London. Even the ghosts are high class at the Langham. The ghost of Emperor Napoleon III is known to return to the hotel he really? stayed at during his exile from France. <laughs> he stays the there. Cool. spirit yep. is that of a German prince who committed suicide by jumping from the fourth floor. He's hmm. often seen wandering through walls and doorways with a special penchant for room 333. Hey, I used to live in his most haunted hotel room. Wow, huh? So look, for, look for room 333, and there was a BBC story about it, too, some That's, time ago. Must have been a slow day. Number two. Now, this one is right near me, and I go here all the time. I want to hear this. Best ships in the world. Go ahead. Okay. The, the Angel Inn, it's called the Angel Blue Pig, actually, but the Angel Inn in Limington. Wonderfully traditional pub and hotel that dates back to the 13th century, situated in the heart of the New Forest. The New Forest is a huge area, lovely wild horses, wild donkeys, and everything. It's haunted by up to six ghosts. Mm. number of sightings reported over the years by guests is uh, one of Britain's most haunted. One of the ghosts seen frequently is the ghost of a former coach driver who's often seen in the kitchen staring out the window. Mm. A phantom blonde female has been spotted flitting around the second floor of the inn and giggles have been heard in that area of the hotel. So let's flitting the flitting and giggling. Let's go yes. there. Okay. How about this one? Other no. ghostly goings on include footsteps and the sounds of someone playing the piano. Wow. Drifting through the hotel. However, there is no piano at the end. Oh, <laughs> go figure. That is mysterious. Yes. And finally, number one, this uh-huh. isn't a hotel, but it is the world famous Tower of London. Oh, yes. Very haunted. Right? Yeah. Hmm. Very cool. Very Tower of London. I've actually been there. That, that's... Really? Yeah. A lot of people say that's really crazy. It's it, it, real it, creepy. Wani, listen. Historic castle built on the River Thames in the city center. Yep. And that's where a lot of prisoners went. 1066. Before the rest of the Norman conquest. 
If you go to London, one of the best places that I think to go to is East End, where Jack the Ripper and the Cray Twins did oh, dastardly deeds. Oh, really? there yeah. we go. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. We'll put that on my list. Yeah, the crazy planning twins. an itinerary of all of these places with the wife. Well, and, uh, well, why don't you oh, pick one? Not too keen on it. Why don't you pick one? Why don't you pick one? If they're only hundred bucks a night, right? Yeah, some of them. A little just bit, pick one for hundred bucks, and we'll send not you. Too bad. Well, just go for the show and and tell us what happened. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and do that. Now, this isn't a romantic weekend for you and the little lady. This is a research project for you. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Anything it else is Mac after that. Thank you, Juan Juan. Let's well, give him quick, a... Uh... We're going to finish up with the Tower of London. Oh, Anne okay. Boleyn is uh, famous for uh, scaring people and wandering around the corridors with her headless body. Headless body. Juan okay. Juan. She had yes. six yes. fingers, you know. You're going to England, Scotland. He's there. And, where else are you and Wales, Wales. All those places. Yes. Okay, okay. I've been to all three. Those, Yeah. Definitely the whole place is haunted. <laughs> he, he, lives <laughs> in Eng- he lives in England. Lives in England. Oh, I, live, in I live there now, yeah. He's there now, oh. yeah. Until oh, they throw him up. Anne Boleyn had. I live in Lymington right now, which is the home of uh, smugglers and pirates. Hmm? There's there's smugglers' tunnels uh, all over the place. Really? Yeah. Good name for a band. And, Mac, when you go to London, if you take a tour bus, it stops every five minutes to tell you some kind of historical story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. There's so much history over there. I was over there for two weeks, really. Two weeks? Yeah, okay. different place. Yeah, different place. Luckily, I was on someone else's dime. Thank you, Juan Juan. Let's give him a round of applause, please. We don't thank him enough. You're welcome. Oh, we will yeah. speak now. I'm serious. Go pick someplace and go. Five minutes to pee. Juan, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that somehow. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick uh, commercial break now, and we'll come back with Switch's report about Bigfoot and aliens with pink eyes. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Star Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back. So until you hear us next time, this is Mac Maloney for the entire gang saying, be safe, be happy, and... Bye-bye. Okay, the show's over. Hey, Cobra, where are we going to eat tonight? Well, gentlemen, what do you feel like? Chinese, Italian, sushi? How about we go where they have the best hamburger in the world? And where would that be, Juan Juan? Only the Starboard Galley. Starboard Galley? They're a great seafood place, but they're in Newburyport, and we're in Exeter. But they're only 20 minutes away down Route 95, and believe me, they have the best hamburger in the world. Let's go. Okay, boys, license and registration. Where's the fire? You palms going to the circus? We're in a hurry just to get the best hamburger in the world. And where's that, Pally? That's the Starboard Galley in Newburgh. The great seafood place? Yes, but they make a great hamburger, too. And they start with the best people. Super fresh buns. Great toppings. Plus, it's only 20 minutes away from Exeter, 25 from Portsmouth. Not with a police escort, buddy. Light them up, Switchblade. Starboard Galley. They're here. That's the Starboard Galley, 55 Water Street, Newburyport. Great seafood and the best hamburger in the world. And tell them Juan Juan sent you. Hey, 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 is this thing on? Is this thing on? Welcome back, everyone. The Macaroni's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. 
This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we've had for you tonight. Crazy. A lot of people here. We love it. Girls, very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, girls. It's been an awesome show. Awesome so far. 15 yeah. minutes not to F it up. Uh, no Coco tonight. <laughs> He's saving the Hawaiian Islands. But Switchy is here, our national correspondent. Switchy. Uh, great to be here tonight, Mac. Also, our security chief, Willie Club, here. Hey, Mac. Yeah, I, I agree. It's great to be here tonight. Kind of nutty. Very entertaining. Also, UFO mechanic Al Ronaldo in the studio with us. Good evening, Mac. Good evening, folks. Also, our favorite good witch up there in Sideways New York, Raven, is with us, brightening up the show. Hi, my friends. Thanks for having me. Okay. And uh, the countdown to Halloween is on, right? Not that we... Oh, yeah. Yep. It, it is on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And are you... Got a couple uh, more decorations I'm finishing up, and real. then I'm, I'm all set. And you'll sit there and greet the trick-or-treaters? Is that, is that the angle? Yes, I have my my candy I pass out. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually play some spooky music, and I have my cocktail. Oh, your cocktail, okay. And I bought these really cute little yes. devil horns that I'm going to put on. Club with his Reese. Cool. Yeah, cool. Wow, will you take pictures and send them to us, please? Of course. Send us some candy, too, as it turns out. They don't <laughs> trick-or-treat on Plum Island. Yeah, Halloween's really no, big no. in the UK, too. Anyway, Jacques, have I introduced you for this segment yet? Oh, that's okay. I'm ready. Okay. Listen, why don't you grow a goatee? I think that would look very fashionable on you. I, I, I tried that too. but Yeah, it's, it's, doesn't it's work. Itchy, itchy. Uh, itchy, yeah. yeah. That's the problem. Jojo, thanks for joining us. Also, our good friend Paul Dale Roberts out there in California, UFO researcher. How are you doing tonight? You're hanging in doing with us, fine. right? Oh, yeah. Doing fine, and I can't think of a better place to be. Wow, huh? Okay. Another lonely guy, Al. <laughs> That's what Tom Brady said after. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh. Didn't I tell you four days with the grizzle and that was it? Yeah, that grizzle, yeah, I know. Didn't take long. Anyway. <laughs> Another show. All right. So anyway, switchy. And now it's time for another story from the lost annals of the paranormal. It's time for Steve Ward's report from the fringe. We teased earlier that you had a report on Bigfoot uh, that turned into a UFO encounter with aliens with pink eye, right? Did they get it cured? Please tell us. Yes, this uh, this starts out like a traditional Bigfoot report. And this is, uh, I got this from Zelia Edgar's book called Just Another Tinfoil Hat Presents. It's based on her YouTube channel. Uh, she has a lot of different presentations on her YouTube channel. And some of them have been turned into chapters in her book. There's much more detail in her book. And I came across this one chapter where she talks about the Sandusky Sasquatch. And we're talking about Sandusky, Ohio. Uh, Awareness Magazine, spring 1978. Uh, A gentleman named Millard Faber from Sandusky, Ohio. He uh, had a side job. He would sell moss and algae to local fish stores. Sounds pretty exciting. It was November 7th, 1977. And uh, it's in the afternoon. So it's broad daylight. He was in a densely wooded area. And the experience that was to follow was really, it's a classic Bigfoot encounter, but it, it's going to get very strange after this. Now, <clears throat> he, uh, it, 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 like I say, it went beyond a conventional Bigfoot encounter. But the beast, he comes across it in this densely wooded area. It's about eight feet tall, a hair covered, except for a kind of a leathery face. It had two orange glowing eyes. Now, this is a feature that does show up in a lot of Bigfoot reports. And some of those individuals that think Bigfoot is simply an unknown biological creature mm-hmm. have uh, had to try to explain that. It had very long arms. Uh, it had kind of a hunched posture and didn't appear to have a neck. 
I mean, everything's classic. Mm. Uh, the Bigfoot was completely still when he spotted him. And then all of a sudden, he jumped into the river and vanished. Uh, now, the beast also, the first thing this guy noticed was it gave off a terrible stench. Oh. And this is something that happens in a lot of these uh, incidents where Bigfoot doesn't seem like uh, he's really uh, high on hygiene. So, uh, <laughs> What does that tell so, us exactly? Well, I, I, I don't think I want to go there. Okay. Uh, but uh, it, essentially, every box was checked for yes. a classic Bigfoot encounter. Um, now, Faber did what he thought he should do. He called the, uh, the local sheriff departments. He's right right in between two counties. He called both sheriff's departments. He called the newspapers. And so detectives from both Erie and Huron counties, they came to the area, including a reporter, uh, about two reporters from two local newspapers. They also showed up. Now, the, the stench, the smell was still there. Mm. But the, uh, uh, the only person that claimed he couldn't smell it was the captain from the uh, one county. And uh, everybody else could. So the guy had to be, I don't know what his problem was. Yes. But, uh, and there was kind of a clearing there where this thing had moved around and, and flattened some of the brush. And he said, oh, no, that's, that's just a bunch of uh, pot smokers that have gone there and, and cleared out this. Yeah. So uh, this was a guy named Larry Silcox, the captain uh, of the, uh, the county. And he said, it was, yeah, probably pot smokers that created it. Man, I've heard some. That's almost like uh, saying a UFO was actually the planet Venus. Yes. So, and also there was a, a branch that had looked like it had scratches on it. Well, he pulled that down and got rid of it. And so uh, this guy's thinking, okay, this is some kind of cover-up. They don't want to deal with it. So he had also seen a footprint, and he decided not to tell the investigators, the cops, or the newspaper people that he had seen the footprint because he was afraid they would just cover it up. Uh, now, in a local investigator named Vera Perry. She wrote the article for Awareness Magazine about the incident. And uh, the day after, uh, uh, there were six helicopters that showed up in the area, kind of buzzing over that area. Two days later, two more helicopters showed up. And friends of Faber's had heard the story. They had gone to the area, but they had been turned away by the local police departments in, in both counties. Wow. So something was going on or at least they believed there was something going on um so a, a few days three days later this is where it gets really strange uh, faber is is in his bedroom we've all heard about uh uh bedroom apparitions uh, uh bedroom encounters Go ahead. well all of a sudden he sees these five pink glowing uh uh entities uh humanoid entities and they're gliding toward him in his room they're about five feet tall the classic, they have large heads, glowing eyes, and uh, they, uh, and, and when, they're, when they're gliding, it, it looks like they're, it, while they're not touching the floor, their legs are moving as if they're walking. Now, he gets, there's no, no speech or anything like that, but he gets this distinct impression that it's connected somehow with this Bigfoot. And it seems like, at least from his perspective, that they were angry that he went to the public and went to the authorities with a story about the Bigfoot. So, you know, what's the connection there? I have no idea. Wow. But he also had the, an inkling that they might want to take him back to wherever they came from. Mm -hmm. And that's where he really got a little freaked out. So he turned the light on, hoping that it would dispel the images, but it didn't. So then he got, he got angry. He started cussing at them, yelling, swearing, and they actually 
dissipated. They went away. It reminds me of uh, a great researcher named Ann Druffle wrote a book called How to Defend Yourself Against Alien Abduction, which sounds like a parody, but it's not. She discovered that in some of the cases that she investigated that people could break the abduction experience. Sometimes it was through righteous indignation. You really had to get you know, emotional and, and deny the experience or, or try to, to send it away. And apparently this did work. Now, uh, so in the days that followed, uh, others tried to go to that area. Some, some of his friends went in the area nearby. They got uh, really negative vibes that they shouldn't be there. Yes. And they, they took off. Um, they, uh, the, now, now, Perry, the, again, the lady that did the original reporting, she, while she was investigating this, she had all kinds of bizarre things happening to her. <clears throat> the... Uh, she would hear banging noises in the house, like like some kind of a poltergeist situation. Mm -hmm. Didn't see anything, didn't see an entity, didn't see a Bigfoot. Also, there were light anomalies that would appear and move through the house. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's really difficult to try and sort out. You know, we, we tend to want to put things in compartments. Right, yes. We have, we have uh, you know, cryptid reports uh, on Bigfoot, possibly some kind of an unknown creature still remaining undetected. We have UFO sightings. We have UFO encounters. Mm -hmm. We have abduction experiences. How the heck these things seem to connect? And, of course, we've talked a lot about uh uh, the uh, the incidents that happened in 1973 and 74 in southwest uh, uh, Pennsylvania mm -hmm. that Stan Gordon covered mm -hmm. in his book Silent Invasion. That's where there were many Bigfoot-like reports of very strange objects in the sky. But these Bigfoot reports were bizarre. I mean, they were uh, people would shoot them and it would sound like the bullet was going through water. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. One one lady. Uh, she uh, didn't know anything about the Bigfoot lore, but she heard this commotion out of her porch one night, thought the dogs were getting into her trash again. So she whipped out her shotgun, was going to shoot it in the air to scare the dogs away. And here's this thing she called a gorilla oh. because she didn't have the Bigfoot reference. Yes. It shoots it point blank and it disappears in a flash of light. Wow. So what there is some kind of bizarre connection between these... I don't know, apparitions, entities, and some of the phenomena we call UFOs or UAPs. That's the funny the, thing. Yes, go but ahead. I was just going to say that's the funny thing, is, and we've talked about this, you're right, many times before, is that why it, it, it goes back to our, you know, the thing that we call in the, um, you know, the, the, the four sides of the problem, you know, the, 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 the uh, unified field theory of the paranormal, that a lot of times people will report UFOs and Bigfoots together or UFOs and ghosts together, or ghosts and some other activity, almost like they're all part of the same thing. And, and in a way, the more you look at it, the more that kind of makes sense, you know, because it's like all the crazy stuff that happens in our world would make sense that it might all come from the same place, you know? Well, it's, 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 it may be too simplistic to say that, well, the UFO comes down, they let the Bigfoots out to stretch their legs stretch into legs, a long yeah. interstellar take, journey. Take a leak. Uh, yeah. okay. uh, but it, it, it's almost like, I wonder sometimes if the whole thing isn't a, a projection or something staged. Some, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think of these things as paranormal dioramas almost. But who's creating them and, and the why? purpose, I don't know. The young lady that, that, that discovered this, uh, this really, this, this particular Sandusky Sasquatch, which really I don't think has been written about since that original article yes. back in uh, in the 77 uh, she is a uh, a student of John Keel 
And when she uh, analyzes these cases, she looks at them with a perfect uh, sort of a Keelian eye and and notices patterns and connections. And everybody that listens to this show knows how much uh, in high regard I hold John Keel. So uh, it's just a uh, it's just one of these cases that, you know, it's 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 almost it's almost impossible to speculate yeah, yeah, as yeah. to what, what happened. Uh, I mean, there are other, other situations where the, the entities don't seem to be walking on the, uh, on the ground, but are moving through, floating through the air. Paulino. Uh, of course, of course we have classic uh, apparitions in, in houses and old castles right. where they're moving along, where probably where the, the, uh, the floor used to used be, to be yes. hundred years ago, you That's, know, uh, and they go through a wall. Paulino. Paulie and our friend tells this story about he went to a house in Connecticut, and that's what the people were reporting, that they were seeing people walk, like, you know, not on the floor, maybe two or three feet above the floor. Hey, listen, we're, uh, thank you, Switchy. Really appreciate that. Are you at the end, my brother? Yes, yes, okay. that's pretty much it. There's not there's not really much of a conclusion. Yeah, that's really weird. Those, uh, bizarre instances that we can add to the vast, uh, 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 you know, uh, category. Uh, of the annals of the unknown. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Switchy. We appreciate it. It's time to put the train up, the crash train up behind you. I'm, I'm having my people are taking care of it right now. There you go. Matt, can I make a quick statement? Yes, please. Doing that? We have two Anybody minutes. Anybody who knows, you know, sheep, the wool, it has that lanolin in it. Sheep. Where it comes from, they comb that out, right? Okay, yep. If you have ever been hunting or in the woods or in the mountain hiking, Yes, yes. And there's a bear out there. I'm going to tell you, you will never forget that smell. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I can understand that. And it will stay there because they put on that fat, and that's an oil that comes through. So it's yeah, like yeah. waterproof, you know, but boy, does it stink. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm guessing they don't even, like, you know. They don't notice. You should they sell really uh, their hands, you know. Old Spice to these people. Yeah. These creatures. Get a lot of them. But that smell is, I, I mean. Are they Bigfoot then? I don't know. Because a bear gives off that smell. You can smell them a mile away. If a yeah, yeah. Oh. If the bear shoots. Yeah, I know. We're talking about how a bear relieves himself in the woods. Another show. Thank you very much. Let me uh, say goodbye to everybody. I want to thank everyone for joining us. First of all, Uncle Al, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Glad to be here. Being man. in the studio with us. It's always uh, better to have two people against Bob the Ghost than one. Thank you, Al. Well, thanks for having me. Um, also, Paul Dale Robbins, thanks for joining us. What's up for you real quick? Anything coming up in the future? Oh, yeah. I have some investigations coming up. And and it, this show should be maybe not just a couple hours, but maybe four hours. Because yes. there are so four many. Four hours. Now we're talking. <laughs> there is so much to cover. Oh, my God. He's right. He's right. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Thank you, Paul. We appreciate it. We we're just, uh, just making my uh, post-show drink order. Thank you, Paul. We'll talk to you soon. Maybe next time you'll uh, be able to uh, convince the wife to come on camera with us or no? Is that a... Can we keep uh, hoping? I don't think so. Oh, that man. Okay. That's, that's a negatory. That's a negatory. I hate for that, man. <laughs> that's a job. Okay. It's all right. It's okay. Thank you, Paul. We okay. appreciate that. Uh, thank you, Jocko, for joining us. We appreciate it and uh, glad you I shaved. Thank you. Looking good. Jocko, good to see you. you. Looking good. Yeah. I'm looking younger now without that uh, here. Have you gone out and killed your turkey yet? Have you killed the turkey yet? Oh, it's not even Halloween yet. Okay. No, I just buy a new stuff. I understand. Uh, Thank you very much. Call me whenever you need me. Okay. We'll do that, brother. They don't celebrate Thanksgiving over here in the UK for some reason. They don't? Well, you know why. They don't have anything to be thankful for. No turkeys. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow. Thank you, Club, for joining us. Hopefully, we pass the audition. Well, thank you for having me. I, I, again, I come on here just to learn new things. Mm-hmm. It's uh, okay. really a strong night tonight as far as 
That's concerning. Took away some of the pain of that Patriots loss. Yes. I got a good World War II trivia question. We're going to have a World War II trivia contest coming up in November. You know, we could call uh, uh, Club Grasshopper. Grasshopper, yes. Yeah, you know, because he's learning. Because he's learning. Thank you, no, Switch. That's really clever. I like that, Switch. I can remember yeah. that. We'll call you, uh, what we call you? Well, I, I have a bald head in, in reality, like the master. <laughs> okay, so, all right. Uh, the master from now on, then. Thank you, Switch, for joining us. My pleasure. Got, Great to be here. We appreciate it. Now, listen, it's that time of night. We have to say goodbye to Raven. Bye, Raven. Thanks for joining us. Bye, my friends. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Did you learn anything tonight, or are you just learn anything tonight, or is it just more of the same? Oh, yeah. I always uh, learn something okay. new. Good to know. Hey, Raven, did you get that link for uh, Johnny Depp, Jeff Beck's show? I thought he was appearing in New York someplace. Yeah, you sent it to me on Instagram, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Good. I thought Super. I responded to you, but maybe I didn't. I'll go back and look. Juan, Juan, yeah, thank you. Okay. I'm going to tell you a quick something that when I heard it the other day, it blew my socks off. Go ahead. Who do you think designed, or I guess designed, the German World War II Army uniform? Johnny Depp. Oh. You, you go, boss. You go, boss. Really? really? He's still no around. Way. That's why they look so good. He's a yes. party member from way early in the start, the Nazi since, like, you know, the first month. Really? Yeah, who was? Interesting. And he designed all their military uniforms except for uh, uh, Gory made the Luftwaffe. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Wow. On that note. That blow your mind? It, uh, my does. mind is blown. Consider it blown. At one one, thank you very much for that little tour through the haunted uh, castles and spas of You're the welcome. UK. I hope you go to one soon. We'll pay the bill, you know, more or less, and give us okay. a report. Okay. Research blank expense check. account. Blank, yeah. No, don't say blank check, there, brother. Uh, so, listen. I want to thank everyone out there for listening to us. Please uh, look up Homes for Our Troops. Homes for Our Troops is an organization that builds homes for uh, wounded veterans from the Iraq and Afghan war. Uh, they build them adapted to what you know disabilities or wounds that they might have, and then when they're through, they give them the keys. They rip up the mortgage, and these people can go out and live as normal lives as possible. They gave it for our, us, for our freedom. They gave almost all for our freedom. We should pay these people back. Homes for our troops. They've built over 350 homes to these people already, and uh, many more on the way. Please check them out. Throw them a few bucks. Uh, and um, other than the God Satellite by Mac Maloney, now out. Uh, everywhere, uh, on sale everywhere, online and bookstores everywhere. Doing pretty well. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And so this is Mac for the rest of the gang uh, saying until you hear us again, please be safe, be happy, and bye-bye.